When you're constantly on the move, it's not just pits that break a sweat. From your armpits to your thighs and everywhere in between, new whole body deodorant cream and sticks from Shea Moisture are your secret weapon to staying fresh and confident all day long. Made from melanin-rich skin and packed with plant-based goodness, embrace a new era of freshness with whole body and stick deodorants from Shea Moisture. Find them at your nearest Walmart and walmart.com. And when you do, your whole body's covered. Welcome to the Friends. Every time I'm in the zone. My name is I'm Francesca, also known as K Friend. Hey. My name is Asante. This is the Friends All. Let's start the show. The truth only goes away if we stop talking. And y'all know I ain't going to stop talking. Talk, talk. No. No, you did not. <laughs> we celebrated Black women all month in February. We opened with clips of wisdom, clips of merit, clips of legitimacy uh, from the vessel of, of knowledge and, and just all things good that is Black women and that are Black women. And this here is Women's History Month. So we figured out, let's keep the ball rolling. So we used Monique's voice today. Now, I know... It may be a matter of taste at this point, maybe a matter of interpretation. But one thing that Monique has always been is unabashedly and also unashly. I ain't never seen her ashy. Honest. Okay. She's always been honest. And today she shared a hidden gem with us that was a part of a bigger talk, bigger speech, bigger conversation from her. But in this specific part, she said, we all know that the truth only goes away once you stop talking. And we know she ain't going to stop talking. I ain't gone, okay, was the language that struck a chord with me because Monique has always exuded confidence. Now, she had a whole book called Skinny Bitches Are Evil and a whole <laughs> comedy tour based on that. She was she was big and bold and confident. And her letting us know in that, that piece, that nugget, that she ain't going to stop talking, we know she ain't going to stop talking, it was so affirming. It took such confidence, such balls, and she ain't even got none. So I just admired that, and I feel like hashtag I ain't gone is so motivational because what is it that you're going to take a stand for? What is it that you're going to be rooted in? What is it fundamentally that you're going to identify and stand by? Hashtag I ain't gone. Thanks, Monique, girl. <laughs> With that being said, oh God, I don't even have it's time for the go. QTNAs this week, which are questions that need answers and also questions that niggas is asking. Question one Which one of y'all said that at the BET Social Awards? Oh no, oh no. Dave East <sighs> and Sky from Black Ink Crew was both at the sink washing their hands because the line was too long for the women's bathroom. So Sky just went in there and they looked up at the mirror at the same time and paused. And then Sky was like, yo, what the fuck you looking at? <laughs> Who said it? Which one of y'all said that's oh what happened God. backstage in the bathroom at the beat? <laughs> Dave East and Sky, you know they look alike. <laughs> <laughs> no. Question. They don't look no. Anything Question. Dave East and Sky. He gonna say, "You know they look like." No, I ain't gonna stop. Hashtag I ain't gone. I got the spirit of Monique on me this week. I'm unstoppable. Let's go. He gonna say this week if that's the name of spirit. So, question two. We are five minutes in. Five minutes in. Question two. 
Which one of y'all said that at this year's NAACP Image Awards, Best Picture was going to go to that movie about Rachel Dolezal driving Jennifer Lewis to the grocery store called The Greens Book? Which one of y'all said that's what's going to get Best Picture? <laughs> that was good. <laughs> Okay. I don't know what's wrong with this dude. <laughs> now, so question three. Third and final. Okay. So let's see if he knocks this one out too. Which one of y'all was in Atlanta last weekend? Okay. <laughs> Wasn't me. And said that at the OLG on Sunday at approximately 2.43 p.m. <laughs> Singer Keisha Cole's sister, Nephi, oh <laughs> was walking out of the restaurant, and reality star and radio personality Portia Williams' fiance, Dennis, was walking in, and they passed each other but stopped, oh my God, looked at each other, don't you shook it off, and then Nephi was like, excuse you, damn. <laughs> Who said it? Which one of y'all said it? Because you know Nephi and Portia fiance look just alike. Oh, Which one of y'all said it? I don't even don't know, know what he looks like, and I can guarantee <laughs> he does not look like Nephi. Like, and with that being said, and most critically like. importantly understood, <laughs> I want to welcome everybody at last, no Etta, to this week's episode <laughs> of The Friend Zone, your weekly look into all things mental health, mental wellness, and <laughs> mental hygiene. I want to get out of because here. Because who in the hell wants a musty brain? I know I don't. I can speak for y'all when I say that. And I know Chris as well, and also our guest. So, welcome, everybody. Hi, <laughs> How are your weekends? Mine was good. Oh, that pause said it all. Yeah, still sweat, didn't it? Pause. I'm still. What'd I, you do? I can't get past this. That's funny. That was the one. No, they <laughs> were them in the mirror, looking at each other. They stopped and they stare at each other in the mirror. <laughs> and they're gonna be like, because you know they look and like they Sky and Davy. <laughs> so Sky, it would it would offend. It would offend her that they look alike, so she would just cuss them out because she was uncomfortable, <laughs> and that's why we love her. So yes, how was your weekend? It was good. It was What'd you do? Uh, last week, I was so blessed to have been provided the opportunity to run the social media for the gay blessed for the gay opportunity to run the social media at the Native Son Awards. Hey, yeah, really great. Um, lots of uh, celebrities. Uh, in the house, which means something to people who it means something to. So I was happy that they had an offering. Um, it, they honored uh, author Michael Arsenault. Hey. And they authored legend George Faison. Hey. So, yeah, now not to be confused with Faison. No, Love. not to be confused with Oh, I definitely. No, oh. George Faison. So. I mean, yeah, Faison Love ain't a part of the thing, but George Faison is. So, yeah, but it was great. It was great to see them and to be a part of that. So, I had a wonderful weekend. I also had a chance. I hung out a little bit with Fury, so that was great. great. Thank you so much. I was wearing Mr. Turk. Yeah. Love them. <laughs> Love that Mr. Turk. <laughs> Wait, what'd you say about Fury? Oh, we hung out. We Yay. had a great time, yo. Got to see him, so it was a good weekend. Sweet. Asante, Thank you. Asante. You My weekend was low-key, just, you know, home shit, getting acquainted with Brooklyn, and... Um, what that it. mean? Oh, yeah, you're in, like, I'm in, settling mode right yeah. now, so I get how that goes. Just been listening to a lot of different music that came out, which we'll talk about later, and trying Nesting. to, like... 
getting a vibe. I've been doing a lot of decorating. Necking. You see, I put that <laughs> light up behind my TV. Oh, you did it? Oh, I ain't show you. No, I mean you oh showed me the light, but I didn't see the. Oh final. my god! Oh well, I I need to take a final final one okay. now because my cords uh, extenders came, and so now I'm hiding all my cords and cables. Ooh, classy. Um, Jay's giving me a dresser, so once I get all that put away, I can put my desk where I want it, and I'm gonna build my chair. My water arrived. Sweet. Like I can't wait to come over. I, to I know. My shoes I'm so ready. Do. Yeah, and then I still gotta fix that vacuum cleaner, so I can go ahead and roll that across the floor because I stole Crystal's vacuum cleaner. Oh right. right. <laughs> I'm sure she already got another yeah, one on her. So how does Brooklyn feel so far? Um, I can't call it just yet. I'm wait, I'm gonna give it to the summertime. Would you say like leathery? <laughs> oh my god! Well, definitely slippery, especially with that snow. Because this was some bullshit. It looked beautiful out in Brooklyn, but um, it was Ooh, some all bullshit. those brownstones. I bet you it yes, did. Yes, it looks not so... the group. The the housing unit. Yes, it looks so beautiful and nice. And I was like, damn, I really like out in Brooklyn. Like, okay, yeah. this is a move. Oh, Brooklyn is really nice. It is tree you line streets, I, uh, friend. Especially the yeah, the brownstone streets are always my favorite. Now you know what I do love. The one thing that I can say is the West Indian food. Oh, what? Because you know when I was up in Harlem, I was in always abundance. At, like getting me some jerk chicken and curry somewhere. So like I can find that all over the place. A stone's throw will lead me to three or four spots. So I've speaking always, of, shout out to Alian Trinidad. Dad. Yes, yes, at Carnival. Y'all are killing it. I saw everybody's little booties shaking on Instagram. Maya looked gorgeous <laughs> she in her looked, costume. Yeah, shout out to Shameless shout Maya. To Maya. Shout out to Renee, owned by Femme, who's with her. Yeah. And, and they both just killing it. Oh, killing they look beautiful. I know, you know they both killing it with those outfits. Too. They're part of the same dance troupe, too, so that's kind of cool. That's why they was fucking it up like that then. Because <laughs> they were, they were warming okay. up. Go on, Maya. <laughs> so tell us, friend, how was your weekend? Yeah. Yeah, that's what we want to know. My weekend was quiet. I literally did nothing and yes. I enjoyed every minute of it. Um, y'all know me. I am not one to feel guilty yes. uh, for sitting and watching the time pass. My body deserves it. I and... would too if my living room looked like that. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Yo, that's the bad part. That joint has me just wanting to lay. Like, why would you leave? Just lay can light candles and lay on the rug. So that's gorgeous. Yeah, just feeling really good, enjoying the fruits of my labor over the past couple years. I, I realized this weekend how blessed I am that I've created a, a structure, a business model, I should say, that it's heart centered, but it still allows me to sustain myself. Yeah. And I can like take three months and decide that like I don't want to do anything right now because yeah. my body doesn't want to. And I'm going to go with how that feels. So I'm Amen. just grateful. I was taking that in for some reason really hard this weekend. Maybe it's because spring is coming and Amen. I know that like our schedules are about to flip very soon. I wish that mm. motherfucker would come on. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm kind of trying to take in the last bits of the calm. The last few deep before, breaths. Yeah, the yeah. last, well said, the last few deep breaths before the traveling and the touring and all mm -hmm. that kind of kicks back in. but That's a haiku. <laughs> the last few deep breaths before the traveling. Oh, my God. Speaking of. Yeah. When we, uh, should we ask people, you know, where we they want to see us? Oh, Lord. We have tons of those on Instagram. Remember when we, we asked before, just, it was we like. We still do it again. You you've know, done it's, it. It's a new year. <laughs> At this point. Go ahead. Oh. Ladies and gentlemen, because, <laughs> you know, they're going to start asking at some damn point any damn way. I've been seeing people in my mentions talking about, when is the tour going to start back up? Oh, so just go ahead and start letting us hurt. know where you want to see us and when you want us. Yeah. Not necessarily when, just where. And we'll figure out the rest. 
Boom. And be honest, none of that say in the city and don't buy a ticket shit. Okay. <laughs> so then when they be like, oh, I want to see y'all. Was, we was just there. And then they be like, oh, but y'all got to come back. I'm like, oh, my God. But we was literally just there, though. You know <laughs> I want to do a show in the city where Bella Noches is because I genuinely, <laughs> literally want to have that? a party. It's in Louisiana somewhere. Oh, I want to say Baton Rouge. Is it? But I want to go so we can go to Bella Noches. <laughs> so speaking of our folks, I wanted to shout out the Black Business of the Week. All right. Yeah. So remember I mentioned that toothpaste. I think that was last week's yes. episode. Yes, and my was boxes it? arrived. They did. They did. I, I need Look your feedback. Your I ain't review. tried them yet. Remember, I told you I still got the whole You're using up tube. your old ones, yes. right. But, but they I sold out. break it out. So they sold out. Wonderful. We sold it out on Amazon and the entire website sold out. Shout out to y'all. Y'all keep doing it every Glad week. I got my boxes I know. I thought that too. I had it in my house. I was like, woo. Thank God I got my stack before I said okay. anything. It's right. a nice three pack. You Hello. Know, like, give me some time. But Grabbed in here comes a black owned natural toothpaste to the rescue. So a young man by the name of Brian Mays contacted me and was saying that he has a natural toothpaste called well the website is called feels good to smile mm. and the look how pretty mm-hmm. yes right so he said that he was uh in an effort to fix the more superficial problems with regular toothpaste toothpaste excuse me he said he was doing research on the harmful effects of the chemicals in toothpaste and just started kind of messing around with his own recipes and he said he started sharing it with his roommates initially, and they were like, dog, you have something here. And then he started having to make batches of it for his friends, and they were kind of <laughs> coming back like, can you make more? And he's like, maybe I do. Like, yeah, if your friends genuinely ask you for another batch, then mm-hmm. you know something's up. Right. So he uh, started making it and then got bigger and bigger and snowballed into a full-blown company. And the beautiful part that you guys know is always my favorite part is that he share he creates programs with the money made from the toothpaste. Right now, he told me he's working on a program that helps kids with coding. Wow. Which is nice. awesome. And he donates a ton of charities. You can check the website for more information. That's Feels Good to Smile. What I love. First of all, that's a really cute name. Right. And what I love is that he's a young guy. Look at him. He's a little kid. Oh, good for him. Right? Creating this founder. I I told him congratulations on not only coming up with the idea and channeling that, but also anchoring it, which is usually the hardest part Mm -hmm. when you have ideas. But it's out. It's working. And I think we should definitely support him. I have not tried it yet, just so you guys know. But... We always try to highlight small businesses. So feelsgoodtosmile.com is the black business of the week. Feels good to smile. Cooking up toothpaste. I wonder what made this nigga decide to cook some toothpaste. (laughs) And his pirate. Yeah. Making a batch of toothpaste. Good. I'm glad he did. I know he's glad he did, too. (laughs) Okay. And it really feels good to smile. Are you guys ready to jump in for the recap? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So last week's episode was hilarious. First of all, I was listening back and I was cracking up at how ridiculous <laughs> that combo was. But I, I love it. it. We got to do it sometimes. I mean, That's how I felt. So it was the episode. <laughs> 
I you are hilarious. <laughs> I could hear his facial expression. <laughs> <laughs> you know, anytime it's some like scary shit or freaky shit, I know it doesn't. But like, you knew so many movies. I was trying oh, to write them what? down so I could watch them what? all. And that and that was only on that type of sci-fi, right? Because okay? there's we levels to we it. We scratched the surface because that was just aliens. We ain't talking about time travel stuff. Or none but that was my stuff. favorite part of the episode. Santi was like, "But wait, have you ever watched?" Because <laughs> all the like, scenarios Lewis, that you're bringing up, I have been thinking about each and every one. <laughs> any of these movies I'm like see each and every one I've known I'm prepared some shit gonna go down and I'm gonna just end up dead and be like well no. at least I ain't gotta deal with none of that extra shit the episode was titled Fluorescent Blue Sky where we discussed that fateful night Crazy in December night. where the light turned blue the sky turned fluorescent blue in New York City and it was supposedly Con Ed but we think there's a deeper story there well Dustin doesn't believe the Umbrella Academy it was right. Con Dead yeah. <laughs> Dustin and Asante had a lot to say <laughs> and as always you guys did too so who stood out to you Asante I want to give a shout out to Fazili who uh, mm. wrote in from Ottawa Canada's mm. capital woo woo anyway they said they've been listening to the friend zone for about three years and they love us and appreciate us. As a black nerd, last week's episode left me absolutely weak to my knees. <laughs> I love alien theories slash conspiracies and anything that has to do with space. I was laughing so hysterically that my sister came to check on me twice to make sure I was okay. Okay. I'd like to comment on the idea of how aliens will interact with humans and how at times humans get a bad rep. Have you ever heard of the humans are freaks of space theory? The idea is that a lot of things that seem normal to humans are actually abnormal to other species and therefore would freak out the aliens if we were to interact with each other. For example, most animals that lose a limb are doomed to an early death, but humans simply replace that limb with an artificial one. We put metal wires in our teeth to rearrange them mainly for aesthetic purposes. Teeth still fulfill their functions and if, if they're not straight. We also have hand-eye coordination that allows us to throw things at a target, even a moving one, which is uncommon to other creatures. And by far, my most favorite is one that humans will fight each other, but the day that they are threatened by a common enemy is the day that invading species will meet their doom. Y'all better not mess with humanity. <laughs> we might be a mess, but together we become a monster. So, hey. so with that being said, and most definitely understood, <laughs> I wish you all a good day and a friendly reminder to drink water. How Zillia. cute. I like right, that email. That was cute. So what did you find, friend? I actually found a couple of things this week okay, in the SoundCloud streets. So <laughs> Dre from the BK All Day said, "Friend, did you forget about Independence okay, Day? Okay. That little white girl went to the went to greet the aliens." Vivica asked Vivica. <laughs> <laughs> Vivica, Vivica, yeah. <laughs> and kept it real. Oh, I'm sorry, Vivica asked her not to go. <laughs> and in true white people fashion, she went on the roof with her welcome sign and got blown up in, <laughs> and got blown up in 2.5 seconds. Asante, please be friends, Vivica. <laughs> so many people were like, friend, you're so white. I'm like, because I want to chill with the aliens. Yes. Come on, guys. <laughs> now, Amber Lynn, shout out to Amber Lynn. She's a shout friend out. of the show. She said there's a movie called Race to Witch Mountain where the aliens look <laughs> just like us and you didn't know they were aliens. It's a kid movie, but it's kind of good stuff. How in the hell is that a kid movie? <laughs> when she said it's all good. No wonder Momo didn't popped up every goddamn where. <laughs> the which um, hold on. There was not, they gave a lot of they gave a lot of oh, you know what? And I have to say, so our analytics in South Africa jumped 
I mean, because of the aliens. No, not because of the aliens. Oh, I was gonna say. So, are you trying to say it's a bunch of aliens out nah, there? You know now we, we own going. the list. No, no, no. <laughs> now we target these humans. They know too much. That would have been so Friends. fascinating. What you mean? But it's not that. It's because oh. of the Music Man segment where I shouted out Gom. Oh, and everybody Gom. It's click language, so the key was a click. I'm not even gonna try Gom. to. Okay, Dustin. Clone. Okay. <laughs> you might have it. Clone. The clone. So I want to correct the way I said it because we weren't sure. So it's Gome. And then the DJ is not Maforisa. It's DJ Maporisa. Mm. DJ Maporisa. Maporisa. And <laughs> that sounds like, DJ never mind. Maporisa, DJ Maporisa. But South Africa was so, was all up in it. <laughs> They were so happy that we were mentioning the genre. And it made me realize that there's so many dope-ass genres yep. of music that we just have no idea yep. about. We haven't So touched. glad that my friend put me on. And then the fact that I shouted you guys out and then you guys showed us so much love Shout out. and gratefulness. It made me realize, like... Can y'all put us on some more stuff? Like, I would love to shout out music from around the world. If that you're a producer just, out there, hit me up. You yeah, know. like shit that we're just not privy to. Because, you know, for the most part, we're on Spotify looking for new music. Right. And a lot of those artists aren't always on Spotify, even though I find a lot of them on Spotify. Mm -hmm. But you know what I mean. If you have a genre that you have not heard be amplified on the Internet in any way, send us links. Send us music so like that we can share on. and give credit yeah where credit we can is share due. and yeah. amplify you gonna make me get the soundcloud pro yeah we might have to start a whole separate email too just like for just music amplification because yeah. i the way that south africa lit up over i was like that made me everybody you know, was ripping they, said, they were just like shout out to y'all for no they were so happy that we even knew about it you know and i'm like i'm thankful that we found out so keep putting us on did you say I'm good at it Got cum Got cum I know they're cringy right now Isn't that Africa. it? It's, it's You do the G first Then the click And then on right? Mm -hmm. Get cum I don't even want to try I got it I'm not scared I'm doing okay. it right That's on my eyes baby I don't even know how to put them together That's some kind of like uh. So Camille Beaver said Fran Look up Dolores Cannon on YouTube She was a hypnotherapist in the 70s Who specialized in taking people into their past lives She wrote and spoke about reincarnation And how we've had lives as many types of beings On many different planets mm. So I'm definitely going to check that out I don't know about you guys <laughs> the silence is palpable. Just tell me how it is, friend. <laughs> and that's what's down Dolores' cannon. Dustin, what you find on the Twitter street? Watch that You know what a few things. And come back and join our Illuminati by accident. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. I want to give a shout out to Maroon Alchemist at My Name Is Ooh. No One, who created a thread called Debunking the Myth, a thread exposing the truth about one of America's favorite 70s TV mothers. Florida Evans. And it is so funny. It's a thread of hilarious, mean facts about Florida Evans. <laughs> so he says, to celebrate the 45th anniversary of Good Times, I thought it was time to finally expose the matriarch of the show, Florida Evans, for the terrible mother, wife, and woman she was. Oh the videos, gifts, and descriptions terrible? below <laughs> will highlight examples of her terrible behavior, which is immediately followed by a tweet that says, to, to preface, this thread is made purely in jest and for fun. It is in no way meant to oh. offend disrespect, or disrespect the actress extra role so please keep the fake outrage which is hilarious because yeah. he goes on to say 
just all this stuff about how <laughs> behind the thin veil of virtue, uh, it was a woman who caused nothing but pain and suffering to those around her. Right? Just, and then it's a gift for her slapping Michael. Like it's just hilarious. So that that thread really have gave me some good times this week. Um, wow. I also want to give a shout out to at Bad Gal Rye, which is R with two Y's, who said, "I told my best friends I was going out. I look over and spite these fools wearing trench coats." Oh my sunglasses. god. And wigs. You saw <laughs> Trench coats, wigs, and sunglasses. Fine. And that's oh, them right damn. there <laughs> in a booth. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. Then, two things, and we can go. Mm-hmm. One is from Ad Ira, who quoted a tweet that said the He's Russian, hilarious. he said the Russian bot jumped out. So there's these <laughs> Russian bots on Twitter that are posing as black activists, right? Oh. And they're using this language that is like supposed to be um, mm-hmm. like slang. Yeah. And it's ridiculous. And so listen. Terrible. So this tweet says it's from at WOC4B, WOC for Bernie with a random stock photo of a oh black God. woman with natural oh hair. God. And it says, what you mean by that? Sister, you tripping. <laughs> if you trying to say only white people be supporting Bernie, he is the candidate for us. And I ain't going to have you lying and saying he only got bros because you just can't see <laughs> he the only candidate for us. WOC, sister, you tripping is what took me out. And so I recorded that tweet said the Russian bot jumped out. <laughs> Ira is amazing. Thought that was hilarious. And to close on a good note, to close on a good note. Right? Two things. First thing (laughs) comes from At Things Work, and they they tweeted a really cool video that shows how visually impaired people are able to experience soccer, like at the soccer games. And they have these people that are visually impaired, and people are watching the game take place, and they're guiding their hands along this board so they can, like, experience it as it's going on. They can hear it and then feel it, like, follow how the ball is traveling across the field as these people are guiding their hands. It was so dope to me. It's, like, breathtaking. Second good thing I want to close out, this is the last one. Um, It was a tweet from E! News that said that Roseanne Barr um, called the women in the Me Too movement nothing but hoes. And so, yeah, she did. Yeah, I mean, you know. But hasn't she been saying wild shit for, like, a while Yeah, I mean, she's a walking anus. But the thing is, (laughs) so she said that. And then Tom Arnold, her (laughs) ex-husband, quoted the tweet and said, says former self-aware woman who wants blue Sam Kennison for blow. All right. Wow. I loved it. So I was here for the mess. Wow. Yeah. That's what I I told you I wanted to close on a high note. Mm -hmm. Since it's Women's History Month. With hey, that Roseanne. being said. Border the train, kiss hey, it Roseanne. all goodbye. Border the train, kiss it all goodbye. Saw things I imagined. Okay. okay. So are y'all ready for this? All right, One time, just one clear time. No, I did so it already. So I can be quiet. I did it already. So y'all ready for this? I am ready for later. They right. don't go crazy when they hear <laughs> you the singing music. that song. <laughs> so on this week's episode, so did y'all see the clip of LeBron James show? LeBron called? James, you know, it was LeBron so hard. James, my brain, LeBron James, LeBron James, LeBron. J- it's his fault. <laughs> it's your fault that I saw that. Sorry. <laughs> it's so hard to say his name without that kid's damn voice. It it's, it's with me forever. Oh my. God. <laughs> 
If you're buying sneakers online, there's more than a coin flip's chance that the shoe you're looking for is fake. Damn. But Goat.com is the safest way to buy and sell authentic sneakers online. They're the largest marketplace in the world for authentic Yeezys, Jordans, and over 600,000 sneaker listings. Do you hear that? Six. Hundred thousand. How do you even sort See through it, that? I want it. <laughs> They've made the whole process frictionless by only accepting sellers with the best reputation and verifying all sneakers to ensure their authenticity. Every detail is inspected, y'all, from the stitching to the color to the size and the weight. And Goat certifies that every pair of sneakers on their site matches exact factory specifications. You won't find better prices for verified 100% authentic sneakers anywhere else. Find the perfect 100%. How many times are you going to have me say that? Authentic sneaker at goat.com slash friendzone. That's G-O-A-T dot com slash friendzone. Plus, you'll also be supporting our show. But you've got to go right now before the sneakers you want are gone. Go to G-O-A-T dot com slash friendzone. Oh, my God. Okay, so (laughs) HBO Sports is collaborating, just in case people don't know what I'm talking about, with LeBron James and Maverick Carter's digital media company called Uninterrupted. So they have a show called The Shop that's exclusively on HBO, and it's unfiltered conversations and debates with some of the biggest names in sports and entertainment. Yes. And I was trying to find out what the schedule was, but apparently it just airs when he feels like it. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yes. It's just a periodic... What's the... The meme periodically. Oh, yeah, I can't period, say it. period, periodically. Periodically time. time. <laughs> <laughs> but it airs periodically throughout the year, and the way that it, the way that it looks, is that they travel to different barbershops in different cities. And kind of try to recreate the barbershop talk, that unfiltered. Yes. Well, you guys go to the barbershop more than I do, but. <laughs> and their version is way better than the actual <laughs> nigga yeah, talk. Yeah, I that mean, that I peeped. <laughs> Sis, you tripping. What he said? All right. Sister, Sister you tripping. You tripping. <laughs> I love the barbershop. Do you? Mm-hmm. But y'all go to the barbershop in Washington Heights, right? Well, I used to. Oh. The things I used to do, I don't do anymore. But I, I did used to go there. And I got to find a new barber in Brooklyn. Maybe I'll give you a barber. It's hard to find like a new barber, right? right? When I, Is that I say like this. a process? Oh my yes. God, yes. You, friend, let me just say for but me. But what's too, the biggest process about it? What? That they don't fuck your hair up yeah. or the whole vibe of the oh, Everything. Let's oh. start there, though. Right. They don't fuck your hair up. Right. And there's so many things that can fuck your hair up friend, from a barber's hand. So then you have to think about it. I have a big head. First, let's just get real personal. Mm-hmm. I have like a hot dog roll back here. <laughs> so you got to like be strategic and, you know, getting in, getting up in there. So when people are like, damn, your shit look fresh. And then if a nigga really people, oh, damn, even up under the roll. Like, like even yes, up under it the does. Roll. Yes. Details. Because some niggas will miss that. Some, like, I, not on me, but I've seen people and they'd be like real dark up under there. But, oh, they didn't. Um, he didn't go under the crevice. And all you got to do is just, never mind. But I yes, like lesbian whole, barbers. Lesbian barber, total package. A, a good like barber. Okay. The, whole, the total package. How does that change the vibe? Well, think about it. It's what's that slogan they say? Built for a man, um, strong enough for a man, created by a woman, or whatever it is. <laughs> Same thing. Like it's the best haircut, the skill of the barber, and then the touch of you know. Unintended or intended femininity. It's just right. there. You just can't n- help it. A it's a touch. nurturing haircut. Yes. And I also know someone who used to cut hair. It, 
Never mind. <laughs> I know a you friend of mine used to cut. Nobody will know. So a friend of mine used to cut. She's a female. And she used to cut. She's actually a lesbian, but she's femme presenting. And she used to cut hair in her bra and panties and, like, upcharge. She had, like, a private. Yeah, she had a private room at the salon. And she would, like, put on lingerie and, like, cut hair. Yeah, and she would cut hair for, like, a, you know, crazy You know people about to get the Googling. I mean, there's a market for that. So shout out to you. I love you, friend. You know who you are. I thought you said friend. I was like, no. Listen, friend, you better promise you. Bring tell. in the wind chime. <laughs> <laughs> Look at them business model together. You know. Could you imagine if it was me on the low? I mean, hey, wind chimes wrapped in lace. <laughs> you like, just put some diffusers in this room. <laughs> Make sure you got your barber side changed out. So on the HBO website, it says the shop gives viewers a one of a kind barber shop experience, which mm-hmm. is known to provide a sanctuary for. I like how they say. Free flowing and spirited discussions. Spirited. <laughs> spirited, all it's right. A very nice way of putting it. So, in the conversation that I saw online that was kind of going viral, and I saw that it was triggering a lot of people, <laughs> it was Meek Mill, Two Chains, Gerard Carmichael. Yeah, Gerard, Gerard Carmichael. Carmichael. I can never remember his first name. Yep. Jamie Foxx was there too. Yeah. Oh, I see. I didn't catch that. Jamie Foxx. Anthony Davis. Oh, the yeah. the football yeah, you know, with the, the, with the blonde, the right? The blonde mustache. That's Antonio Brown. Yeah. Oh, yes. I but I think they were both there because really the one with the unibrow. Which with one the is unibrow, that? What's the one right. with the unibrow? That's Anthony Davis. Oh, I think he I is. So yeah. See, I don't know a whole lot about this. Right, sport. it was a lot of athletes and musicians, which is usually his mode of operation. He puts yeah. them all in one room. So the the topic of discussion was: when you make it, should you share <laughs> your money? With your family. And they had a lot of opposing views. That shit was they definitely funny as hell. It was funny because a lot of it, I was like, true. I mean, <laughs> look, look you, you were saying that, but was you agreeing with that? Because it was funny I to mean, me. I mean, took a little bit of it went a little too far because I think it's such a, sorry to sound so Tumblr, but it really is a nuanced conversation. Mm. Like, it's not a black and white for me. It's not right. like, yes, I give everybody money or no it's like there's things and obviously we'll get into it. But what I was fascinated by was how angry it got people. Like I noticed people were literally angry. Like, how could you, you know, not take care of your family? And and if people helped you get to where you are, how dare you turn your back on them when they need you? It's our job. It's our responsibility and obligation to pull our family up if we happen to make it, whatever make it means, because obviously that's different for everybody. Now, these men in the video are all multimillionaires. Yes, so they were. Let's create that separation right now because we're not there yet. <laughs> uh, uh, okay. Let's God cre- bless them. Let's yet. create that separation right now. No, it's a yes. I'm with you, friend. So Come we're going to speak it from our yet. perspective, you know, of where we're at in our careers and how things have changed for all of us. The good thing is all of us are in different parts of our career, too, so we can speak from even three different perspectives. Yes. So this isn't about Meek Mill. Or whoever else is in that video, they shared their perspective. So I do suggest you watch the video to gain that. But I did want to kind of extract and watch the whole episode. And watch it the was whole episode. Real good. Yeah, just because Jamie Foxx, who is one of my like personal faves, it He's was so cool to hear him talk about all that trying. shit and like how it was on parties back in the day. He's and funny, shit. period. And, Coke, and mm-hmm. I was like, wow, Jamie Foxx, what? Yes, just like, how he says things. Yes. Right? He's so funny. Yes. I like what Nicki Minaj said too about the. Um, no, I'm just playing. I was like, she was not. <laughs> <laughs> But I want to hear your perspectives 
Mm-hmm. And I want to hear two sides of it, too. I want to hear where you're at now. And do you think your position will change when you're in the multi-millions? So who wants to start? Do you share your money with your family <laughs> after you make it? Yes. yes. But, you know, for me, my uh, family unit has always consisted of, like, my mom and my sister. But then it's, like, a little bit bigger than that. It's like there's more than the immediate family. But uh, my immediate is who I'm sharing my, my money with. And everybody else can get broke off. How to get broke off, you know. I'm broke off. Yeah, like, because I feel like when I make it, like, like make it, make it, like, oh, shit, like, I have a whole lot more money than I'm willing to trust myself with. Like, I need to hire some people or do some things with this. Like, my mom is definitely going to have a look at my finances just because y'all have met my mom. Like, anything for like that is right for me is definitely going to be hers. And so when I was Aww. listening. That's right. That's right. Right? <laughs> so when I was listening to 2 Chains when he was talking about in the video how, you know, he'd do anything for his family to the point it kind of stresses him out. Yeah, mm-hmm. that part was so real. One of the things that kind of uh, worries me, and I hate to say that it's kind of like I'm scared of success, but one of the things that worried me about making it is being that, like, you know, and having to consistently have that and do that. Because let's say, and it depends on how you make it too, because 2 Chainz is very smart. Like, he has money in his music and other companies and stuff like that. But some people, if they're only a musician, you know, you get your one or two hits and then you take care of everybody and then your shit start to fall off and everybody looking at you like, well, what the hell happened? Like MC Hammer. Mm-hmm. Right. So you took care of the whole block. <laughs> so that's why I think to myself, like, I'd only want to take care of, like, my immediate family unit and, like, people that I know have been there, like, that I can, like, help and reciprocate immediately. And everybody else, I'd kind of just be, like, on a case-by-case basis to if I could do something for them or not. Dustin Ross. Well, you know, um, I don't give a damn how much money I have, okay? <laughs> I will always help, or not even help, but I will always um provide for my sister and my brother no matter what Amen. is going on. Aww. And that is something that is from the heart for me and it's not something that I would feel um burdened by. Now, outside of that, you have other people who have supported you along the way and you don't forget that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Peers, so yeah, yeah, you don't forget that. So those things and those relationships and those personal commitments that you make to kind of um showing honor to a person through, I guess, alleviating them of some sort of responsibility because you're able to, that's different. And that's from the heart. That's different than letting a person just use you or blindly providing for a person just because you feel obligated to. So that's kind of where I draw the line. Cause I ain't no dummy, you know what I'm saying? So you ain't finna get nothing over on me, but I do have the desire to, relieve my loved ones of certain um, stressors Mm -hmm. if possible. So as I become successful and the yet that you spoke of comes to fruition and I have multiple millions of dollars to plan with and be strategic with the usage and and preservation of, that's exactly what I'm going to do. And if I can see to it that my sister and my brother don't have that worry in their life, I would absolutely have that desire in my heart to do that. Um, But that doesn't mean it would be at the sacrifice of my well-being, I guess. Um, And that's just how I feel about it. You know what I'm saying? That's what I would do. And then, like, babies. I feel I I don't have children and I'm not going to have any. So I look forward to the opportunity to, like, 
make sure that my friends, babies, little ones have oh. a good, fresh start. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I look forward to that, being able to make sure that they're college and, and expenses while they're in there because it's not just paying for college. You got to eat and be fresh. And you know books. what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Be fresh. Like, for real, you got to have all that stuff. So to be able to do that and, and, and gift my close friends their children's college experience, those are the types of things where I would like to kind of fill in the gap if I can. So it's heartfelt giving as opposed to like an obligation for me. What about you, friend? <laughs> My mom is the only person who I'll ever give money to. Mm-hmm. But what I will say is I, I'm more of a practical giver, meaning I'll give you opportunities mm-hmm. before I give you like a stack unless mm-hmm. you really need it. Mm-hmm. But I'm someone where like my little cousins, you know, they might not outward, outwardly ask me for money, but I see that they're kind of like, hey, you know, if you know of anything and I'm like, I got you all the time. Like I've hooked them up with positions and beauty yes. brands or if they want to do social media, like because I have the access. That's wonderful. Which is the blessing to me is yep. the access so I can be a resource. But giving money, and I think that's kind of, if I remember correctly in the clip, it's mm-hmm. it was Meek Mill maybe that was like it doesn't end yeah because mm-hmm. when you need money one stack is just that stack and then what happens when you need the next one and right. I don't want to create a dependency because it puts pressure on me and then I can't create the way I want to create and I'm someone that I am very emotional in that sense like you can kind of pull me in with your needs and then I'm very quick to be like here here but I have to kind of reel that in sometimes because as creatives you put added stressors on you that like won't even let you make more money right. to, yep. so that you can stay afloat forget like everyone else See, so when my mom is no question mm-hmm. everyone else if I can give you opportunity based gifts um, I do you know there are circumstances like I have I've had friends that maybe their businesses were going under mm-hmm. and they needed some kind of like financial investment in that moment to kind of get things back on track or things with homes and houses or People just need money sometimes that like if you're in a against a wall that is like my heart. Of course, if I have it and I can help you get out of a rut, I'm going to do that. Like there's no question. I've done it a million times. I'll do it again. But creating a dependency where I'm going to be your ATM. That's where I get uncomfortable. Right. See, that was um. that's one of the things that I thought mm-hmm. about when I was watching how none of them touched on like that. Like I, I ain't going to get like, it would have been funny to me if Meek was like, I ain't giving you no money, but you know, we out on the road. So I'm going to show you how to hustle or something. Maybe he does that. Yeah. Come work with me. You know what I'm me. saying? But I thought that that was so interesting that like that didn't kind of come up. Cause that would have been dope for like all of those people to talk about and have that type of conversation. Cause uh, I think it's dope that especially like we as a collective, we all try to like give each other opportunities or help each other Absolutely. do stuff. And I think our friendship is the perfect example of that. I've invested so, like even some of my friends have like tours or events or mm-hmm. I might not be able to give you the sponsorship money. But guess what I will do is I'll co-sign you and then tell these brands, you know, that I have been working with. I've literally had brands that hit me up and wanted to work with me in that moment. And maybe like right now, I'm not accepting any work because I want to take my break. And I have been able to redirect brands to being like you know who would be amazing yeah. though you know what I mean and I've done it several times I've gotten friends tours fully funded 
things like that mean a lot to me because that means it's just like giving you the inch and then you just some people just need the door that's mm-hmm. it that's it some people just need the door they mm-hmm. don't even need you to take care of them they just need the door because you know how society is set up it's just the access isn't there so if I have gotten to a point where I can be the catalyst to get you through that door then I will always do that like that's not even a question for me it's about it's about just understanding the scope of things fully and to and as you become successful and make enough money to be able to help people out you've seen things and you've had enough experiences where you become very you have a very keen eye mm-hmm. and you can kind of see things before they happen and you can also gauge people's potential for success too very easily it's a big difference between seeing somebody that has all the potential in the world but can't get started right. because there's something in the way or someone who you know has this capacity but they have so many other things going on. If you're able to afford them a fresh start and then they kind of take flight, like you just mentioned, that's the ideal sort of circumstances. Hell yeah. So you just yeah. have to be aware of that shit. You know, you might want to help people out, but if it's not really going to help them out, it's just going to, like you said, create a need or whatever. You have to be, you have and to be. bad for everybody all around. Everybody, because y'all end up not even liking each other, get into fights at the family reunion and stuff. <laughs> Stop fucking with their kids, you know, all kind of things. Can't come over yeah. no more. Like it's just unnecessary problems. You didn't say something. No. Oh, I thought you. Your mouth was like. Eh. No, but uh, because you are giving me the floor, I do like the fact that uh, we're talking about this too because I feel like there were those stigmas for so long about well, they're kind of still maybe today about working with family. But I always think about like when I have like my stuff up and running. How if you gonna want to like. <laughs> Make money with me Like you're gonna have to Like be doing stuff Like my mom She's probably gonna wanna Keep her damn job So I would just give her money Just because or whatever But if she decided to Like leave her job I would hire her To do certain things for me too That I know she would enjoy doing Cause she says all the time She's like Oh you know Whenever you want this done I could do that So I'd be like Oh I love but, that Okay mom Okay So like whenever I could She'd be like You can quit your job And you gotta worry about The white people You can come work You know work with us <laughs> right. Cause I always like When uh, rappers like Lil Yachty Like his mom is his manager And she be looking so cute Right And she be out here Looking fly And like just the whole Thing with you know I know there's like A whole stigma with Momagers and stuff like that Which is kind of off putting Yeah cause of Usher mama attitude And I And she <laughs> I'm just playing dead. And well, Brandy My Brandy got a mean it's so funny because you already know. I, I, all I could think of was those moms <laughs> on my head as I was I'm saying those that. Those two are the ones that popped Sonya. in. Sonya, <laughs> right? Norwood. <laughs> like the whole time I'm sitting there thinking like about these stigmas and things. I'm sitting there like having like almost like it was PTSD for me or something. Like damn, Jessica Simpson, daddy didn't take no shit either. Honorable mention, Joe Simpson didn't yeah. take no shit. Might not have been shit, but he didn't take no shit. And he launched Jessica Simpson is a goddamn billionaire now. Wasn't Whitney Houston's dad her manager? See. Well, that's a different. I mean, it didn't end I well, mean, but yeah. But, but yeah, there's that whole thing. I, I just like the fact that we could go down the list of people who like are on and they have their family, like you know, in a business somehow, and like not all those situations were ideal. But I think about like certain situations that I'm in or I was in, like with work. Like, damn, do I want to be here? You know, taking orders from this white woman that don't know what the hell she doing. <laughs> Or, like, could I be taking it from, like, you know, somebody that I'm at least family with? So, you know, when we go home, at the very least, you know, she cooked me a good-ass meal. Like, damn, my mama was crazy <laughs> at work today, and she don't know what the hell she's doing. But she made this good-ass spaghetti tonight. Like, she made this good broccoli. <laughs> Sorry, I always think about Wanda Smith and that broccoli. <laughs> 
<laughs> but yeah, I just want to see more of that putting family on as opposed to being like, yeah, you know, I'm I'm on, but I got to pay for everybody. Be like, oh yeah, I'm on, but you know, my cousin he do the road stuff, and my nephew he does this, and like just watch everybody. I mean, be that would on, be it's a family affair. Like, I think that's dope when the and, whole family rallies behind. And here's my other question too, because when you start making money. And this has been said before, poverty is expensive. It takes a lot of work to to fix what poverty has done your whole life. And I'll use myself as an example. Like I'm just now in a financial position where I like feel safe and comfortable. My stress chemicals are low. Like I'm not. I'm yeah, you I'm know, like it's just a you. really it's just a peaceful existence. I didn't know existed because I never saw it as a model in my family and so this that I, some days I'm in my house not, like this weekend I didn't do shit and I was mm-hmm. like what a blessing <laughs> this is a, a, a mm-hmm. lifestyle yes. like that's great there are certain people that are so wealthy and that is their existence and meanwhile you know poor people have to be workhorses to even make a sliver of an existence and then you still don't even make enough to do anything with to save to travel nothing you're just working to work to die. And so it's just a really, really terrible model that I think most of us have witnessed. So I'm super blessed to kind of have broken that that poverty curse, but I'm still fixing a lot of shit. Like when you're poor, you got to fix old dental work. Mm-hmm. When you're poor, you the credit cards you were maxing the fuck out just to survive. Now you have to get mm-hmm. the balances mm-hmm. down. College loans because you have to take out more loans than you fucking knew what that meant when you were still applying for colleges all gas to think get in all them credit cards yeah think got. about that like I think when I went to college I did not think bitch you're gonna have to pay all this shit back mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and your mom ain't gonna pay that shit can I tell you the one thing just yeah. I'm sorry just no, really no, no, fast no no go ahead uh, when you mentioned college I'll never forget freshman year somebody was like don't take the free pizza. Like whenever they're giving out pizza, <laughs> that means they want something. Don't sign up for the damn credit card. Exactly. And so I remember freshman year, like going out into like the courtyard and, you know, whenever it was like some pizza or something, it was like, get this cell phone, get this credit card. And it was like, damn, y'all getting folks they right out the you game. in with all the little shit you need. With pizza. <laughs> like the gym. But it's <laughs> a lot of reversing all that. All of that. <laughs> and now that you have... So that's what's so funny. Like, yes, money has come into my life where I'm at. But I've spent so much of it fixing the life I had when I didn't have money. That I'm almost like... I was talking to my mom about this the other day because I was like, catching up is going to be a motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Because there's so much catching up to do. And then I'm trying to also save to save. Mm-hmm. Then you got to pay taxes. Then you have to pay high-ass fucking rents. Then transportation, food. We're invisible brands that have to tour, so you got to look like something when you're on stage. You know, and, and those are the smaller things, but just the bigger things, like you have shoddy insurance for the most part mm-hmm. when you're poor, right? So you're seeing the doctors that are within that network, which usually are not the best doctors. They take that flashlight. They don't even really look in your they eyes. They don't give a fuck. They just run no. up there and cross your eyebrows and I'm like, all right, you, you could be good. dying and they're like, you're what? good. Yeah, just got to go home and lift your leg up. You, you know, know like, what I'm saying? <laughs> I can't breathe. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So there's, it, it's being poor, there's so much catching up to do when you finally get money. And I think... That has been the most challenging part for me because I'm still catching up. And then people are looking at me like, I need, I need, I need. And I'm like, 
do I put people's needs in front of what I, cause you know, fixing shoddy dental work, for example, that's thousands of dollars if you want to get it done right at mm-hmm. a good place. You know how that goes. Do I put someone else's needs before like getting that fixed? Cause quiet as it's kept, dental work will fuck up your whole shit. Mm-hmm. Your brain health, your body, like you'll be sick and not even know that it's because you have three root canals that you never got done because mm-hmm. the dentist didn't, you know, or you got uh whatever the metal fucking porcelain, filling, the yeah. fillings. No. Yeah, the, the metal fillings that were hella cheap because you and needed to get something out. fall. Yeah, and you chewing something and it kind of, you can feel it like carve out the metal and push it out and then you have kind of half a filler and half a knot and you just kind of roll with it because you don't have the money to get that because it don't hurt because it don't hurt like then it start hurting (laughs) so many things and so i'm like i'm still playing that game and then i'm also expected at my age now to be thinking about a house (laughs) and then you also have as as us obviously wanting to support our parents in different ways. I want to buy my mom a house too. Mm-hmm. And then it's that feeling. Sometimes I get so overwhelmed in my brain. Like, how am I going to do all of this? Imagine the people with kids and shit too. Woo. Imagine like the single mothers and single fathers. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's taking care of a bunch of kids and shit. You know, I have friends. One of my friends, her sister um, passed away. And she took over her, the care of her sister's four kids, and she didn't have any children. And so, thankfully, thankfully, like she's an entrepreneur back in Michigan, and so she's able to provide. But she has a whole new life now, and they were like little, like one, two, three, four type shit, stair steps, and that's her whole life now. So mm-hmm. imagine like the shit that we think about for yourself, but multiplied mm-hmm. by how many kids you with have with those things. You know what I mean? And the responsibilities being attached to something alive, like that's wild as hell. To me. I can't imagine being a parent. Mm. So I'll be thinking about that shit. Like, you know, maybe I don't need to bust. <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> what a way to Just put forget it. it then. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I gotta do all that shit. Forget it. You know what I'm but saying? But have y'all been put in that position? Not that one does. <laughs> I was gonna say, friend, why would you do that? Terrible segue. <laughs> have y'all been put in that position? <laughs> where you had to put someone else's needs mm-hmm. ahead of something that you really wanted to fix to kind of help you move forward in your life. Yes, and it sucks. <laughs> yeah. It's rough, right? Absolutely. It's very rough. And then you are in battle with yourself internally. You feel almost a guilty a guilty feeling because you have a natural feeling to be like, damn, I hate I have to do that, you mm-hmm. know, because I wanted to do this. But then when it's attached to someone that you care about and you know it's a service in that way it's just conflicting internally you battle with yourself so it's just a fucked up position to be in it is that part you said you have that part everything he said Mm -hmm. because it's like it's a whole battle like you really don't there's no way you come out looking good even though you are helping like you still hurting now don't get crazy well (laughs) i'm gonna come out looking good i mean well I don't need a house. No, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. <laughs> but it's kind of hard because even though you you come out helping, some way you still kind of hurt. So it's kind of like, oh well, damn. And it's just a cycle. Yeah, you, you still set back. Like, you, and then it's like you doing all this work to not be set back, and then something happens that kind of puts you all the way like down or back to first base, and you're like, all right, damn, like, come on, like it can't be three strikes. Like I ain't gonna be out. <laughs> I'm home running. We, and then I'm helping we home running. 
That's how I be wanting to feel. It be feeling like a hamster in the, in the hamster wheel mm-hmm. where you're just running, running, running. Because I've, you know, I remember there's some projects that I've made the kind of money where I was like, wow, man, I never, I never thought I would see a check like this. And it's such a blessing. But I, right now, I don't know where that check went because there was so much for it to go to. Yeah. And then the thing is, when you get to a certain point, and obviously I can only speak from my point of reference as a creative for the quality to continue to be great and greater and greater, your life is also going to get more expensive. Yes, it Talk is. About because it. the kind of business I'm trying to do so that I can get bigger is more expensive. So, you know, I'll get this brand and the brand will give me whatever it is they pay me. But then it's like, my lawyer got to take a chunk of that shit now because he had to read through the contract to make sure I wasn't getting played. It's obviously most of my Brand work is photography based. So now I got to pay for the studio time and the photographer who, for the most part, is going to give me the highest fucking price possible, (laughs) which I understand. You know what I mean? So it's just so many things that like the bigger you want your life to be, the bigger that your life actually gets to on a financial level. So that is like more money, more problems. You know, that's That's real. And that's on top. Of worrying about everyone else in your personal right. life. This is just the the people you're paying in your business life right. to keep the business afloat. And just and I don't even have a manager or an assistant, but imagine like those other people that you have to pay too. And then mm-hmm. certain people have managers and agents and they mm-hmm. gotta pay them both. Mm-hmm. So by the end of it, you might end up with 20% of if that, if mm-hmm. even that, I've seen way less. 20% of whatever the bag whatever was it was that the place. bag was. And then you probably had to get an outfit and then figure out how to pay your rent. Like it breaks down quickly. It is bonkers to me. And I've had to calm myself down sometimes because I feel like I'm so hard on myself. Cause I'll be like, damn, you don't have this much save that you wanted to have or you don't have your house or you don't have this. And then I realize, and this is going to sound dramatic, but the reality is I'm breaking generations of trauma and curses. Me, by myself. Like I'm the first one to break it. And that's a lot already. Yes. And so I try to like tell myself, like, you're doing a good job, kiddo. Like you... I remember going, I had lunch with a friend of mine who's super wealthy and she's telling me where she's at now in life. And it's just like fucking fantastic. Mm -hmm. But I also had to tell myself she also came from wealth and she had a bag already. She never had debt. She never had to figure out how to create and generate wealth and then mess it up. Cause you know, I made tons of mistakes when I first started making money because I didn't know. I didn't know what to do with it. I didn't know all the mistakes in the world and and still be going. And it's all right. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and and it's true. And then I I remember in high school, Claude and I, we went to school with the hedge fund white kids at Riverdale. And Mm. me and him were broke as fuck taking the train and these kids were pulling up with their drivers, okay? Their drivers. Coming to school with name brand this, name brand that, the school trips, you would think like, oh, we're going to Miami. No, they were going to Paris. They were going to Tahiti. Lord have mercy. (laughs) For the senior school trip. Me and Claude was like, see you guys when you get back. (laughs) Because we sure as hell weren't going to no Paris or Tahiti or wherever the fuck. And look at y'all now. I mean, because God is good. Ain't he good? (laughs) Amen. Hey. You know Like, when you think about that, like, people who just came out the gate 
and just everything was already set for them. And then we had way more stumbling blocks on our way to where we're at now. But then you still have that added pressure of like not being where you want to be because you have so much to worry about. It's just too damn much. And it's a lot of pressure. No wonder everybody crazy as hell. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because that's the breakdown of what's really going on with most people right there. It's and that's on the good about. end of things, right? That you're able to be able to clean stuff up and get yourself in a position where you can finally have a zero balance, right? Mm-hmm. So that is, it's a problem to have. But the craziest part is that that's a good problem to have right now, mm-hmm. as opposed to the other end of that shit. And that is what is so mind boggling to me. And that's why I said I dial back to my original point, which is like my friend's babies, just being able to give them a, like a, a, head, start. a head start. That's it. A fair start. A you know what I mean? Start. A fair fucking Amen. start. That's all I want to do because I feel like just what you described about your friend, that sort of thing can be like that sort of foundation under you can literally be life altering. I mean, so life-altering. Yeah, I just want to be able to do that. That's all. And I'm proud of my friend because even though her she comes from a wealthy family, they're a black family. And so it's still hey. inspiring to me. Yeah, this isn't a white friend. This is my black homegirl who mm-hmm. her parent, her father's a doctor. You know what I mean? And so yes. her grandparents are judges, lawyers. Yes. Like they come from a well-to-do it's family. It's Maybelline grandbaby. <laughs> <laughs> but when she was talking to me about like having property and paying for her whip, in full and this that and then I'm just like wow bless 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 but also I'm like but you never had debt (laughs) (laughs) you know like if I if I came out the gate in college and just was able to just go and not have to pay for it and then not you know what I mean like there's certain Mm -hmm. things that I have to oh sometimes tell myself like I don't I don't know why life is structured that way where someone can have easy you know easy pass and <laughs> someone else is paying and going. Talk to that ugly ass person at the booth. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the reality of it. And I think you know, if you spend time dwelling on the whys, you'll never get very far. So I don't spend time there. No, it's unfair to you too, because you've made so much progress, gotten so many things accomplished, yeah, and done some really noteworthy work. And so when you measure it up against someone who did have a different set of circumstances to begin with, it's really an unfair comparison. It's false equivalency, girl. <laughs> so you just can't even put that kind of pressure on yourself. And you have to instead celebrate the gains that you made, celebrate the advancements and the evolution of yourself and your work and your presentation your overall. Path and not yes. looking around. But do you, you know? do you ever feel like when you're paying rent, trying to save? I know even that is already like <gasps> we just the words, made it. <laughs> we the just words. made it. And I already feel like it's coming around again. Paying rent. Trying to save, trying to buy a house, and also sustaining your your day to day because you got to get around. You know what I mean. You got to look like something. Mm-hmm. We're creative, so we're usually investing money in something, some kind of project, some way. <laughs> some way, somewhere. Do you ever just have moments where you get panic attacks of like, how the fuck am I supposed to do all of this daily, all the time, daily, <laughs> mm-hmm. all the time? How do you work through them? <laughs> well. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I'll make sure that the, I have, the processing that you can share. You know, I make sure that I have enough outlets 
in my life mm. to release some tension. Okay. It's important to me. Uh-huh. And that's why, you know, you guys can laugh all you want. Uh-huh. You I know, will. I create this scuttlebutt, you know, about it. But I tell you what, I have to have some sort of outlet in my life because otherwise I'll focus on all of that stuff and I just can't do it because I'll start being mean. <laughs> and so in order for me to be clear and also productive and efficient, I just have other ways that I allow myself pleasure and release. You know what I mean? To that sounded totally wrong. It's but it was literal though, right? I, I allow myself those things. I have to, to balance it out. Cause life for me ain't been no crystal staircase. Hello. Ain't even been a wood one. <laughs> what about you? <laughs> I tell myself every day <laughs> that whatever I'm dreaming for, I'm going to get like even bigger and better Amen. each and every time. Amen. So like a lot of the feelings that you were talking about, like um, let's say for me, I think it would be really dope to like uh, sign like a, a lease or something like really big for like a building or my own like spot or some shit like that. Just something really like hot like that. But then I always think to myself like, well, when that day comes, what if it's actually like, you just signed over paperwork because uh, you were given this or something like that. Like not necessarily that, but I always think like anytime there's something I want or know that I need to get, or I'm going to get like, it always comes to me like in a way even better than I can imagine. Like for instance, whenever I wanted to go see Beyonce, I somehow the magically would, they did, <laughs> they did. And that's like really small in comparison to like, like even me wanting to move, like, I didn't say specifically like I wanted to stay in Harlem. I was like, I want to be in Harlem, but like I'm open to wherever. And then like two or three days th- uh, days later, like somebody came to me. It's like, I got a spot for you to look at. I didn't even know I wanted to move or was thinking about moving. And boom. And boom. Like you should see how the spot is looking and how I'm just like instinctually like getting stuff for it. By the way, I need you to help me. I'm trying to get a tapestry to hang over my bed. Oh, I, got I don't you. know what I want to get yet. So we need to come back to that. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, it's so funny because people are always like, you know, be more intentional with whatever you're saying. Because I don't use the correct words to say everything that I'm going to get just because I usually end up with it anyway. And I don't want to take that for granted. No, because, that's your birthright. But look, you know how they say favor ain't fair. Like I moved to New York and I'm st- I'm still here. Like from Atlanta where some a white woman told me I wasn't going to make it. And like not only did I make it, I lived in like the neighborhoods today wouldn't you wouldn't believe the shit that was going that well you would <laughs> but like you wouldn't believe the shit that would happen in the neighborhoods and it still happened today like the shootings people dying shit like that and like for me I was like never involved in the situation even last night I got out of an Uber coming from Jade's or the night before I think or was it last night I think it was last night actually yeah you was coming from Jade's yeah. <laughs> I was coming from Jade's and right well, no, well you know for me it was short right <laughs> oh true until now until I had to get out because there was um some police the police stopped the car there was yellow tape everywhere some shit just went down and I was like well I don't know about any of this and and skipped right on through it is already done. <laughs> already done. Like, it's just amazing to me that, like, I always be either this close to some dangerous shit or, like, just admit something or walk right into a blessing. Like, it, it's just in so many forms. You got so, oil on you. It's true. I, for real. And I really try to share that, like, with my friends. Like, I, like you remember, small, small thing. New York City, right? The train. The train always comes for me. Like, <laughs> today, getting on the train... One minute. 
And I'm talking about trains that don't I know, come. I always appreciate little things like that. But yes. there's no but feeling friend, like when you're coming down the stairs and it's pulling up. Like yes. I'll take, I'm but grateful that, for all those moments. I, Four minutes and under. I rarely <laughs> ever have to wait more than five minutes for the train. Like late night maybe, but then I have a playlist and then it, it just appears. It's like, oh, well, you know, we was running early. And I'm like, oh, here's the train. Done. Ain't this something? <laughs> like I have... I just have so much I can be thankful for, but this ain't even that episode. So. No, but I mean, it's good to share that because yeah. I think it's important to share both sides of it. Mm-hmm. And I think what I've come to appreciate is that I'm super grateful. Like the other day I went to my mom's crib and she's still on the block. And I saw this dude that I was super close to when I when I lived there. And he, you know... My mom's telling me, like, he's still <laughs> up to no good. <laughs> I ain't going to put his business on blast, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So when I saw him doing his thing and I was kind of like, damn, man, like, that's my homie. Like, like we were super tight, you know, and, and it, it's sad that time took us in different places because it was once I started going to that school, my schedules flipped and then people get really insecure. You know, they start projecting mm-hmm. different things on you. So life just took us in different places. But it. It was important for me in that moment because I think I can be hard on myself about how much more I want to do. Mm-hmm. But then I see where I came from and I'm like, girl, yeah, you're so blessed. Like you came out of this building. Like we went to the elevator and there was like chicken bones and pee. Y'all know how it gets, how it goes down in the Carver Projects and shout out to Carver Projects. Though. I love y'all. And I, you know. Yeah, and I'm, <laughs> I'm working um with this East Harlem tutorial program where it's young girls from the Carver Projects that oh. grew up in the projects. It's important for them to see me yeah. because I want to show them, like, I came from the same shit. Like, I pulled it out the mud, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And it's important. And, and that was important for my friend to pull me into that program because it was like, sometimes I, I think I... There's nothing wrong with dreaming big. Like, that's our mm-hmm. job. But I also think you have to be fair. Oh, absolutely. You have to be fair to yourself and kind to yourself and hug yourself and pat yourself and love on yourself and be like, you're doing a great fucking job. And no, you may not have, you know, with your homegirl who right. who came out, who didn't have to come out the mud, but you came out the mud. Like, y'all just have a different story, a different right. path. Different appreciation. There are times, because I'm human, where I I'm just like, that's rough, man. That's rough that this was like our heads or our lack of a head start. <laughs> but, right. you know, it's a story, too, though. Mm-hmm. And that just happens to be ours. And then I'm so grateful, like, I could have these couple months where I was like, I'm going to relax. Because a lot of people can't say that, you know? So it's like, there's a lot to be thankful for. There's a lot Amen. to be sad about. And I think it's Amen. okay to be all of those feelings because we're complex and we're going through a lot. Yeah, I'm going to feel how, how I feel. Yeah. I don't give a damn no more. <laughs> you grown now. You grow up and they tell you, you know, it's wrong to feel the same way about stuff. I'm throwing all that out the window. And not feel bad. No, yeah. I can feel bad and be grateful. Right. And that's totally okay. I'm aware. Self-aware. Kiss my ass. <laughs> I have a word. Um, there was a young lady on Bad Girls Club. Her name was uh, Jayla Mina. They just called her Jayla for short. And her word was, you feel how you feel because you feel how you feel because you feel how you feel. Amen. Amen. <laughs> <A> haiku. <laughs> and on that note. <laughs> Bring in the wind time. <laughs> that was a good combo. It's a lot it to was. think about. And that's why I just wanted to say that it's a very nuanced conversation. A lot of us are going through a lot. 
with the money that we're making, just trying to okay. stay alive. And and like I said, we're trying to. F- it's like reparations for our own shit that we've been. Right, so don't right. bother us. <laughs> so let us figure out our own processing instead of beating people up about what they want to give, what they don't want to give. Some people aren't even close to their family. Some people's families got in the That's way. Right. Yeah. Right. Of them trying to be something. You don't know anyone's story. Some people paying that money they make to take their family out of here. That too. True. <laughs> Some families just got to go. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you never know someone's story. And I think you shouldn't feel bad. Just do what comes natural to you. If you if you feel you want to give, give. If you feel you don't, you have your reasons too, I'm sure. And that's and that's it. That's it for this week's hot All button. Right. Give a little bit. <laughs> oh. Give, give a little bit of your love to, to me. me. Yo. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> we all need someone to talk to. A person who can support us through rough patches and the ups and downs of life. Talkspace is therapy for how we live today. Mobile, affordable, and available when you need it. Simply provide your preferences for therapy and Talkspace will match with one of 3,000 plus therapists the very same day. Send your therapist unlimited text, audio, picture, or video messages from anywhere at any time, and you'll hear back daily, five days per week. You'll never have to wait a week to share what's on your mind. All you need is a computer with an internet connection or the Talkspace mobile app. So join more than one million who feel happier with Talkspace. I love the fact that you can just open up your laptop and just hit somebody up and say, I am not feeling well today. And they will say, what's wrong? Like, And they genuinely mean it because they are a therapist and they can help you unpack that and figure that out. You don't have to leave your house. You can do it right That's there. That's definitely the coolest part. You know what I mean? Like to just open up your laptop or to pull out your cell phone and just say, <sighs> I feel like shit. <laughs> And hit somebody up that's not going to judge you. They're going to walk you through it. Mm-hmm. So Why I leave the house when you could click your mouse. <laughs> <laughs> Talkspace has more than 3,000 licensed therapists who are experienced in addressing the challenges we all face. To match with your perfect therapist for a fraction of the perf- price of traditional therapy, go to Talkspace.com. Make sure to use the code ZONE to get $45 off your first month and show your support for this show. That's ZONE and Talkspace.com. Experience full plates and fuller wallets with Every Plate, America's best value meal kit. Every Plate dinners are the cheaper, healthier alternative to takeout or delivery. Other dinner options cost around $10 per serving and are nasty. But Every Plate offers five-star chef-designed recipes each week from only $4.99 per serving. Now, one meal Meal being the key word at $4.99 is the same price as that cup of coffee you buy every day. Let me tell you something. You have to either spend money on a cup of coffee every day, a sandwich, a donut, gum, cigarettes, rigorettes, whatever it is that you have. There's some vice that you have every day. I know for me, mm-hmm. I drink an energy drink in the mornings um, after OJ because I feel like the acid balances. But enough of that. The thing is, I have something <laughs> that I do every day that could easily be replaced by every plate's $4.99 fee, and I would get a whole meal. Why have a snack when you could be a meal? Okay. So, <clears throat> every plate does the meal planning, shopping, and prepping for you, taking the time, stress, and guesswork out of cooking. For six free meals across your first three weeks and free shipping on your first delivery, go to everyplate.com and enter code FRIENDZONE6. This offer equates to one-third off each of your first three boxes when you go to everyplate.com and enter code FRIENDZONE6. Let's bring in... 
the wind chimes. <laughs> so the the weather is starting to warm up. <laughs> Who said that? I just wanted y'all to react that way. That's all. <laughs> that was so perfect. So on Sunday it's daylight savings. That means it's gonna be light outside again. Okay. Okay. Right. Wait. So that means we get the hour. No, you lose it, I think. Oh, but it's early. Damn, it's uh, brighter outside when it's late. And that, if yes. you have seasonal depression, that's a game changer. Yeah, it's going to get for You me. know, when we're getting on the train to come here at this time, like, for it not to be super jet black, dark outside, oh, and it's cool. only 5 o'clock, that's definitely going to help the mental and the spiritual and emotional. Yes. So now that it's lighter outside, it's sunnier, it's getting warmer, that means it's it's time to be social. Yes. Right? What are you guys looking forward to in the warmer weathers? What are, what plans do you guys have? Like, what are you going to do more of this year that maybe you didn't <laughs> last year? I'm going to be at home more because I'm going to have AC in my place. Yeah. <laughs> I'm about to trick that bitch That's out real shit. so when y'all come over. Because, baby... Listen, <laughs> I have paid. Remember, it was my always dues. me and you suffering with yes. all those fans. I have sweated, <laughs> but this year, a bitch is gonna be cold in the summer months. <laughs> Under a blanket. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'm gonna show up to the door with a snuggie. They're gonna be like, it's 102 degrees outside, but, but it's 68 in here. <laughs> like, come on in, child. <laughs> I got a ceiling fan in that bitch too. So, oh, gonna be... you gonna be cold as fuck. <laughs> oh, whoosh. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be the igloo in my spot. So um, I've been I always share on Twitter and just in conversation with people like art exhibits that I'm going to. You see, um, we went to Drew's show. Yes. So theater people always asking whenever I po- <laughs> as you laugh. <laughs> people always asking for our shows. People always asking, <laughs> how did you find out that so and so, whichever oh, artist, blood ain't thinking in freedom. <laughs> How did you find out that so-and-so was, you know, in your city? Like, whichever artist. Like, how do you find out these things? People always ask me, oh, my God, how'd you know she was performing there? I know what you're about to talk about because you tweeted about this. Well, I have two things Uh I know you want to talk about. (laughs) Two things! So, for those of you in New York, you have to check out timeout.com. It is incredible. Timeout.com and forward slash New York. It literally has a list of Everything right now. There's the top article says sixty thi- sixty three things to do in March in New York City. Hallelujah! And a lot of it is free. That's like the best part of it. Right you now, free, free. Right now, they're talking about the Big Apple circuses back. I don't really do circuses, but I know some people do. Used to. Do. There's an orchid show. Oh my at the god! Botanical I'm- Garden in the Bronx. That is unreal. It's Singapore inspired. I know. I was looking through the images and I was like, so I have together? to get there. Absolutely. Okay, it's just, it feels like it's a little too cold to be going I mean, there right yeah, now. but I just need it. No, but we got to go. Yes. Like for sure. And they have a ton of, they mentioned the St. Patrick's Day Parade. Do y'all go to the no. St. Patrick's <laughs> Last time I went, I got in a fist fight. Oh, no. Yeah, so I'm straight. It was in Detroit though. It wasn't here. <laughs> 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 but they have a lot and they, they're showing like all the different I'm going to the Frida Kahlo exhibit at the Brooklyn Museum this yes. week. Oh well, you know, hit me up, I'll be in Brooklyn. You'll be in Brooklyn and that and they have a ton of <laughs> <laughs> Apparently Jerry Seinfeld is <laughs> performing. <laughs> 
<laughs> they have lists of the best restaurants, the best bars, the best pizza in Did New York City. Did he list the cafe in there too? They even have the best bagels in New York City. Uh, best attractions. Like oh, literally. Like bagels. And look, they break it down by neighborhood. Hey. Wonderful. Williamsburg, Bushwick, Chinatown. Like literally, you can't say that you're bored or have nothing to do or nowhere to go or no money. There's something for everyone in every neighborhood and every tax bracket yes. on timeout New York or timeout.com slash New York. So that's where I get a lot of my ideas for like fun things. Like remember Color Factory, yes. like all those things. I literally look through this for new experiences. I love going to Chinatown. <laughs> and then concerts. Here is yes. the fun part. Have you ever heard of the Bands in, in Town app? <laughs> that app is the shit. So here's how it works. Notifications. I know they do, but, <laughs> but it's worth it. It's worth it. Right. So it links up to your Spotify. Ooh. So when you sign up, it literally goes through your Spotify and it will tell you, it'll send you a list or at least and you say you don't like alerts, so it won't send it to you. <laughs> but when you go onto the app, you can click on the page and there'll be the front splash page will literally be a list of all of the artists that you listen to on Spotify and where they are performing. And it's even based, they have one section where it's every artist you listen to. So all your little obscure indie faves, you can yes. find them. And then they have a section where it's location-based. So if you want to just know who is in New York in March... It'll tell you here are all the artists, all the venues, all the dates, all the times, tickets, boom, all in one app. That's Bands in Town. You can check out the website, bandsintown.com, if you want to check it out before downloading the app. But timeout.com slash New York and bandsintown.com, those are important. I think a big part of wellness isn't just what products you use, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, whether or not you're getting sleep, but are you having fun? Fun is a big part of Did you mental laugh health. Today? Yes. Are you happy with yourself? Self care is are you and your friends finding things that are inspiring you guys? Are you finding things to do that make you feel something so that you can pour that energy into whatever it is you want to create in your life? So art. I'm excited about these exhibits. I love an art exhibit. Yes. Love an art exhibit. I always feel so fun. You know, we go and pull up and <laughs> all of us just rolling deep. So just something to think about. Wanted to put that into your awareness. And that's it for this week's, I would say this week's hot button. This week's wellness segment. <laughs> <laughs> now let's move on to Still a hot one. Mr. Music Man, which got for us this week, Asante. Welcome to the Music Man segment where all things musical come to play. Lots of things were released this week. So I figured we Lots could just have a discussion about all of the things. Um not for nothing. This is kind of why I had to take a break from playlisting because music just comes out. There's so much music that comes out. It <laughs> kind of listen. It takes away from me wanting to like enjoy moments with artists. So like I'm caught up on all the new music, but I still haven't had like a chance to really sit with each project like I want to. Like Offset, I still haven't had like a whole chance to like really mm, sit with his project, yeah. let alone Solange. I got a lot of plays out of hers, but I waited till the visual came out before I started that. But um, all that to say, I, I still need to, like, sit with some things. But let's start with Solange, since I did mention Solange. Um, Solange dropped When I Get Home. Hey! Mm -hmm. um, when I Get Home has been talked about a lot. I saw it talked about a lot. I actually, like I said, I, I waited. I saw things I imagined. I imagined. 
<laughs> They're going to be so excited when they hear you singing that song. This one line. <laughs> <laughs> look, I saw look, friend. a thing. <laughs> I imagine. <laughs> I love that part. I don't know why. I wonder what made her do that. I imagine. <laughs> I imagine. <laughs> No, that one was something. It was something coming up. She needed. She was like, I think I want want something to eat. Like, oh, what you want to eat? I saw things. I I think I want some chicken. Actually, no, I'm just playing. But uh, yes. So when I get home, came out. Like I said, I waited to watch the visual before I listened to the project, and it was. I haven't seen it yet. Amaze balls. I know. Okay, so then tell me what you think of the the uh, out project thing, or let's discuss the project. I like it. and I don't think anyone is surprised that I like it <laughs> because I, while I am a huge fan of vocals, obviously, and lyrics and melodies and arrangements, I'm also a huge fan of vibes. And this is a vibe you ask, experimental jazz. You know what? It, it makes me feel like, and I know people are going to roll their eyes and that's fine. This is Solange's Embrya. Oh, yeah. It's her it's her it's her experimental phase. Yep. You know, Embry is not for everyone. There's certain people that I remember I'd play it and they'd be like, I don't want to hear this shit. <laughs> like, what mm-hmm. is the fuck? It, what are the verses? Which one's the single? Mm-hmm. When people start saying those things, I always laugh because I'm like, not every album is that moment is for it to be packaged and delivered. Some are to just sit in and kind of like explore. Now, if it's something you don't feel, like I know there are people like, I just didn't feel it, then I get that because you can't force that. There are a lot of albums that I just don't feel. But as for me, I like it. There are like five songs that I like on there. Mm-hmm. I love Al- Almeida or Almeida. Yes. Yeah. I don't know how to pronounce Almeida. Almeida, Sound of Rain, Stay Flow, Down with the Click. Yes. Yeah. Um, Stay Flow is cool. Um, see, I already said like four. Like that's a lot. If you think about an album when you mm-hmm. just figure out like how many songs that I like, when you once you're passing four or five, to me, that's a good album. Right. I like it. Um, it's a little bit too abstract for a lot of people's taste, and I think that's fine. It's fun to me. Yeah, I love it. And I don't understand why all this vitriol, you know what I'm saying, that we see. <laughs> Great work. I don't understand what it's about. Like if you don't like it. It's okay. It doesn't yeah. mean there's something wrong with it and that we're lying about not liking it or whatever. Like, yes, yeah, I, I like the fucking too. music. Like, get off of it. So, I don't know. I don't understand why everybody, but I do though. And the reason everybody feels like they, they, they have to like it is because her last album was so well received by everybody. Mm-hmm. They wanted part two, they wanted more of that. And that's why they had Solange mm-hmm. fucked up. And she you should do know she's original. So like, <laughs> she don't do that. So yeah, that's how I feel, and I have seen things and imagined. <laughs> so for me, it was kind of uh, love at first sight. <laughs> oh, sweet! Just because watching was, and it's so weird watching because I'm not from Houston, so I'm sure there's like a lot of stuff that I didn't get to understand. But just watching and. Um, almost feeling like right, <laughs> sawing things and imagining sawing them. Things. Right, <laughs> it was just really beautiful to take in. It was like I, I told people it was like a visual blunt because it was like mm-hmm. with every like piece of a scene, it was like a pull. Like I was getting like more and more into it and in tune with it. And uh, the music was like such a great backdrop to that. And I'm I've always been in love with really dope like abstract shit. So 
like I told people, I feel like this is going to have like that Frank Ocean effect on certain people because a lot of people didn't fuck with Frank Ocean's last project. And then like later on, it was like something I guess unlocked. And they were like, oh, OK, like, like it's I something I'm it. like, yeah. So I feel like maybe later on there people are going to revisit and be like, oh, OK, I, I guess I can get into it. But for me, it was just so like, like you have to watch because I don't want to spoil any of it for you. Like that's how crazy it was. Like there were like cool, like uh, technological things going on in there. There were really artsy things that were happening in there. The visual covers all the songs. Yes. yes. Cool. Yes. I gotta watch. I guess I just didn't know where to watch it. It's on Apple Music. Because I don't have Apple Music. So I'm gonna have to stream it for you. I'm yeah, that's why I'm like, you. how did everyone else watch it? That's where it lives is on Apple Music. And I tried to find it on YouTube to show it to somebody today and I it's couldn't. It's not there yet. Mm-mm. Well, for, I didn't realize it was an exclusive. So for the, uh, for those of you that have Apple Music, go check the visual out so you can really get you a piece. But it was amazing watching it and having it that way and then going back and listening to the project. And I guess kind of already having like those pieces to it. But watching Solange and in, in, um, in like the cowboy hat and stuff like that, they're just like really cool scenes. And the strippers, because, you know, people thought... Uh, Saw the picture of the stripper on the her promo. They thought that that was her. It looked like it her. Looked like it her. Did, yeah, but you know her tattoo placements are different. So I was like, hmm. Um, I will say that when she was dropping the visuals before the album dropped, it I had a completely different idea of what this project was going to be. Mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be more like club dance because you know she had the strippers and like the outfits, and mm-hmm. I was like, okay, this is going to be more of like hood shit. Right. <laughs> I thought hood Solange. Right. And boy, were we wrong for a well, little. Well, yeah, I mean, right, I thought she was going to show how multifaceted she is, where she's like, I could give you quote unquote woke Solange in that last album, and then now I'm going to give you Texas, whatever, right. Bama. <laughs> and right, because she got Black Planet and then Mike Jones. Black so Planet, it was like, Mike Jones. I was like, oh, I see where she's going with this, but it wasn't that, which yeah. is fine, but. You know, I think people were a lot of people were disappointed. Well, I Fuck think them. I, yeah. I can't explain. <laughs> it's true. Those, Not every know, album is meant to be liked. I know it was probably like her way, like her ode to Texas, because you see a lot of that in the visual. Like in the visual, you see kind of um, rodeo stuff. Yeah. Right? So I think that's why like that's why I say like not being from Houston, I guess there are certain things I don't have like a good appreciation for. But like I still for the overall, like I can get into that. So I think probably people being from there, because I remember talking to somebody or talking around somebody and they were like, yeah, you know, it ain't nothing but strippers out there. So, you know, the stripper desert, like that part, like it makes sense. <laughs> stripper but, desert. <laughs> right. So I, I think different people are going to pick up different things. But like for the overall, like I, was, I just really, really enjoyed, especially because we talked about last week, artist rollout. The fact that she did that. Ain't that crazy? Because we were talking about that. And so then the fact that the Mike Jones number that not only when you called it, but a uh, shout out to XD Xavier Delo. After he tweeted about that, she retweeted and said, "When uh, you press the the numbers, it gives you a preview of each track." So I was oh, calling Mike Jones' wow. fucking phone number, going through pressing one and going through pressing two and three. So because so I heard them snippets, and so after I heard those snippets, I was like, "Okay, I'm full." That's I'll wait. cool as fuck. And then I went and watched the visual. So shout out to Solange. She's so for that interesting. Part too. Tina Knowles got a couple um, really dope breakdowns of like the album titles and the the um, references and the significance of all of them on her Instagram to check out if you guys really want to get yes. like the references because literally every song title is a play on something. something relative to living in Houston and growing up there. So, so I liked it, loved it. Um, also, that was really also what was released. Two chains. Oh, two chains. Shout out to Titty Boy. Uh, he went on ahead and had to drop the mic on him. Uh, it was. Did you watch his Breakfast Club interview? Mm-hmm. 
Did you mm. watch? No. Did you listen to the? <laughs> I did listen to the album. <laughs> what do you think? I like it. Me too. It's really good. I love the fact that Charlemagne, like towards the opening, was like, "This is your best project." Like, oh, like by far, and because it is. And two chains. And then put LeBron out, James. LeBron James. Exactly. LeBron James. He was he and the heart the project. Yep. Yeah, yeah, which is pretty cool. Dope as hell. Shout out to that expansion. I don't think this is two chains' best work. No. This is my personal opinion. Yeah. I don't. I feel like the album starts off really strong, and then it goes like to just mid level dope. Mm. But I don't have anything. As far as it's been like to. his best, I don't feel like it's his best work. I disagree with Charlamagne actually when yeah. he said that. Mm. When I heard him say that, I thought that it was dope because I think uh, Two Chains has always been able to like do <laughs> like. Well, he's always been able to do anything, really. I'm trying to be really careful what I say because I think about um, like how he's always been like a really dope MC and always had wordplay on deck. And so I think it's really dope when a lot of rappers out of Atlanta, we're all like, well, we, because, you know, I'm in there too. Uh, every rapper out of Atlanta is like a storyteller, where every rapper is to some degree, right? But um, out of Atlanta, I feel like there's always this like way that you tell stories. And I like commend 2 Chains on being able to do that his way and not kind of feed into what's been going on because he's always been here. And so it's called um, Rapper Go to the League. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Rapper Go to the League. And it was just really, really dope how he put his tracks together, too, because I feel like a lot of people don't have a they don't find that important anymore. So like kind of the way Dustin's saying, like, I like the way that it kind of starts off and you get to hear kind of like some of his background and then it moves forward. But Did you have favorite songs? Um, The NBA song I really fucked with. Um, obviously, I fucked with the song with two uh, with two chains with Travis Scott, but I, I feel like they've made better music together. Hmm. And, and there's nothing wrong with the track; it's still a good track. But I've always, I've always like because uh, the thirty five hundred track with Travis Scott and two chains rapping towards the end of that, like I felt like that was like one of my top of the line all time favorites. So like hearing them together, I was kind of like, oh, okay, cool. But it wasn't my favorite. Hmm. But the album overall, I, I really enjoyed compared to some of his older stuff. I gotta listen to the older stuff. That I can see. Mm-hmm. You should listen to the mixtapes too. Mm-hmm. True um, religion. True religion. Um, Daniel son the necklace don. Daniel son the necklace don. Do you know that's He's right? So everything about that's right up my alley. Like that whole. I think that was on like five or seven uh, songs of that project. Mm-hmm. Maybe like yes, <laughs> yes. Um. So yeah, two change project. That was it for that. Um, also, I really wanted to make sure we shouted out Mariba. Hell yeah. We've been talking what? about her because of her music video and the, the album song. album is great. Um, the album is called The Jungle is the Only Way Out. <laughs> 13 tracks. It's really a start to finish type of project. Like, like I hate to be generic and say, I like albums that you could play straight through, but like, this is one that you can play straight through, but it's a different vibe or a different type. It's definitely a journey. And I always applaud Mariba for all of her, like, super cool R&B, but still not, like, generic. Like, she doesn't water herself down at all, and she doesn't, like, compromise at all either. And she raps and sings and writes. I mean, she is... Total package. An artist, and I love that. I don't know. I have a a soft spot for rapper singers. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I just think, like, you are awesome to me. Like, Like you you do it all. What are you right like future? So, what are your faves? My happiness. What I have to say, is Sandstorm with JID, yes. because when I clicked it, I assumed JID was gonna rap, 
And so to hear him sing and sing really well, he's like harmonizing. I'm like, oh, wow. Talk about pleasant surprise. He think he me. <laughs> <laughs> he can really sing. Mm-hmm. Like he sound really, really nice. And it actually made me curious what his full album is going to sound like and if he's going to play with any of the vocals. Yeah, that, that'd be really that, that'd be really awesome. Um she does have a song called Planet You. Amazing. That had me dead because it tied so well into last week's episode <laughs> <laughs> with right. aliens and meeting someone. So I thought that was kind of like amazing. Um, but honestly, I love it all. The Heat Wave track with Black. It's like you said, it's one of those albums that you can play straight through. And of course, Black Truck. I love that it's the it's extended just a, version. Yeah, and it's a for, <laughs> it's a forever song for me. Yeah. Like the beat, the way she rides it's the beat, so cool. it's just such a cool it's track. So cool, and I love it. <laughs> and the fact she's from ATL, <laughs> you know, it makes me think. Wow. Of, <laughs> it makes me, you know, how in, in Atlanta when you driving down the highway and like the building, yeah. that mm-hmm, feeling. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes, like. Ooh. I don't know what it is about Atlanta that's different from any other city. I don't know what it is, but there's something about driving down that feels different. And that record, Black Truck, playing Uh, that, I could only imagine. It makes me want to go back to Atlanta just to do that. But Mariba, you killed it. Great fucking job. That was a dope album. Dope, 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 dope project. (laughs) Um, Any other... Things that you guys want to highlight? Any other listens lately? Hell yeah. Go let's go on down your list, friend. What you what else you been listening to lately? Uh so the stripper that was, <laughs> was um part of Solange's rollout, yes. I ended up falling down a rabbit hole and okay. watching her videos. Oh, nice. And she had a song playing, and I was like, whoa, I haven't listened to that. And it was let's see if it'll play for me. Oh my God. First of all, this is a fucking vibe. Come on, son. Give him some. Oh. You just reminded me of something. <laughs> I can't live with you, but I can't live without you. What? Oof. And my head is on the trigger, pull it off for you. This project was amazing. Mm-hmm. The whole thing, though. All of it. And I can't come to choose what I'm gonna do. And my heart says to cry if it ain't you. So that is Summer Walker. Crying. <laughs> I thought it was Brandy Morning. Daughter. Who? Brandy Daughter. I thought you said Brandy Mama. I was like, now nah, you know. Brandy Daughter Sarai. <laughs> That's an EP called Clear. And that track is called Settling. And honestly, the entire thing is the amazing. The whole thing. It's just four tracks. Riot, Grave, Wasted, Settling, the whole oh, thing. Grave. It's good, but that I was had it. beautiful. Wasn't it so good? So simple, so clean, but the notes, everything is just yes. like, oof, you know, that I like beat. that tone. Did you finally voice. watch? You, know, you watched the video? Tone. Which video? The, the video for the EP. For that. No, I never watched the video. Oh, a friend, you for are Summer playing. Walker? Yes. No. It, the whole thing is your aesthetic. Like it is so what? So okay, have you I ever have seen homework. you know on Love and Hip Hop where they be at the they randomly be at that treehouse place in Atlanta? It's like the uh it's like 
I was featured on Airbnb at one point, and there's like this fancy like treehouse resort thing. Um, anyway, I, they filmed it there, and like it's like oh, floor pillows what? and candles and all sorts of shit, and her playing. So it's a visual for the yep. whole project. Yep. Oh, I got it. Okay, so, so I have homework. But it's literally just her playing, which not just the downplay because the whole thing looks dope. But it's I will take that over what a lot of artists be putting are out. doing now. Absolutely, yeah. and and more than satisfied because she Summer sounds dope. Shit. She looks dope, and it's like she's setting the mood. It's a vibe. And she's about to skyrocket because Drake jumped on Girls her need Girls love. Need Love yeah. record and did the remix. You didn't like it? I did not. Did you want more? Like a different I beat? I or... didn't want Drake. And, oh, okay. And, and, that, and that's coming from me. Like, yeah. And when I tell you... I like Drake on it. I love both of them. And, and y'all know I love OVO. And it would be dope to me if Summer Walker was like the first lady of OVO and all that. Like, I, I like all that. That would be lit. But she be... signed? Yeah, I think so. I think uh, so. Yes, I I, think, I'll check. So on that. that can't happen. But um, <laughs> what gets me right is that it's the girls need love track. So I'm always torn when I guess when niggas get on it, and I'm a nigga, so it's kind of like, damn, let the girls have that shit, right? So like, and I was I forgot who I was talking to about this, but I said it would be dope if there was a girls need love remix, but it had girls on it, and they were all talking about how they need love or different ways. And I think she signed the Interscope Records. Okay, I can't. Sorry if I'm miscrediting you. I don't remember who, but somebody said it would be dope. If her was on the remix, which I thought would have been dope, like I think it would have been dope if it was like maybe a, a, some other females or, or girls or an LMA, yeah, like the whole squad. Ah, that's like, <laughs> like I thought her was just perfect, and so when I heard that, I was like, damn, that would have been really dope. And so I like, and I love LMA, right? But I don't know, if she's ready to do a remix. Well, her and Summer Walker sounds really good to me. Yes, right. That would be that really good. Summer like, Walker and Jasmine Sullivan. And Jasmine Ooh, Sullivan, okay. was, Summer Walker, Jasmine Sullivan, and Fantasia on oh the remix God. of that song you just played. Ooh. Oh yeah, Fantasia will fuck that. Oh well, Fantasia had me too. crying on that record. So, thank you to the stripper who made me go down the Summer Walker rabbit hole because I hadn't listened to that project I in a minute. Um, so have y'all Imagine heard of? To that. Oh God, you gotta watch the video. The girl was amazing on it. <laughs> so have y'all heard of Joey Perp? <laughs> yes, <man>. Joey Perp. <laughs> so he has a project called Fran is laughing. I'm trying. I'm trying to fight through it. He has a project called Quarter Thing and a track called Elastic that is just y'all listen to this. Yeah. Is he sampling? Yeah. You remind oh, me not. of butterfly dolls. Waist tight with a body like dog. Hit you with the Dougie Fresh Pulse. Rick James, super freak. What you know about those, yeah? Why you came with it then? Don't look, don't touch, don't play with it then, yeah? You don't gotta think like that. How your man saw things, he ain't got it like that, yeah? You can ride the wave if you wanna. Spend a couple days, you can stay if you wanna. Don't spend a night, night with it. It's a first oh class God. flight. Don't fight with a nigga, yeah? She a freak, she a dancer. She gon' pop it on camera. Run back if you nasty. Hey, it's sexy. It's sexy. I love how his voice sounds. It's different. It's cool. That's the music you make out to when you first get into the apartment on the scene in the movie, and y'all be like slamming each other up against the wall. (laughs) 
That's that music right there. Yeah. Somebody probably killed me for saying this, but it reminds me of Azalea Banks a little bit. Oh, Just a little bit. A little teeny bit. Boner deflate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in no way saying that he is using her as inspiration, but something about the vibe of it kind of kicked her sound up right, to but me. better. <laughs> but right. <laughs> Have y'all heard of the baby? Yes. The baby. Yes. So he's from North Carolina. Hugh. <laughs> he has a song with Offset called Babysitter. Offset! Well, he dropped this new project, I should say, called Baby on Baby. Um, I actually saw him perform <laughs> years ago when he... Diddy <laughs> 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 oh, friend. Okay, go, yeah. Go on, friend. Have you heard of the baby? <laughs> he actually dropped his new product called Baby, baby on, on Baby. baby. <laughs> and uh, I was watching <laughs> I saw him perform at South by years ago. So to see where he's how far he's come in such a short bit of time is pretty awesome. He has Rich Homie Quan, Offset, and Rich the Kid on his project, but I like the record with Offset. You know I ain't come to play the TD snapping off the record. Hey, say I'm a favorite nigga. Probably don't want to let your baby mama take a picture. I'm I'm the baby that's, that's a Dustin song. Hell yeah. So that's dope. Someone coming out of North Carolina. NC. Um, NC, right? And then last, because y'all know I'll be having songs for days. Um, let me see which is the last one that I want to play. There's so much. Even Salam Remy dropped a new one. Oh, you know, you mentioned Pink Sweats, right? Yeah. Oh, okay, because I know he he's dropping new music and I've Totally been on his vibe. He's amazing. Yes. So there's an artist named, I hope I'm saying it right, Elam. It's spelled I-L, is it just one L? I-L-H-A-M. So I think it's Elam. And let me play, let me see if I have the one record. Yeah. It's called Never Even Know. She's a vibe. Alam, I hope I'm saying your name right. That song's called Never Even Know. Oh, wait. Okay, I got one more and then that's it. L- remember Little Sims, Dustin? Little Sims? I'm going to tell you why I'm asking you specifically. When we were at Afropunk, this was the summer that you, Asante, were at uh, the 
the pool party, Fury's pool mm-hmm. party in LA and couldn't come the first time because I think you did it two times. Time. So the first time I remember Dustin and I were doing our meet and greet <laughs> and our uh, tent was across the main stage. And so we're like trying to focus and all of a sudden this girl runs on stage and starts her set and we literally could not stop. Because she was so good. Yes, I remember that. And we were like, who is this? Where was she from? Wasn't she from? From the UK. And her name was Lil Sims and y'all, it was, we literally, the line ended up being like three or four hours long because we could not stop dancing with every person that came up to say hi to us. It was like nearly impossible. Oh, Fran, you took me back. Remember? So that was super dope, but she dropped a project and yes. it's called Gray Area and it's really good. Her name is Little Sims. She's a fly MC. S I M Z. She's super dope. And I was listening to it and I was just really, really happy because I feel like I haven't really sat with her project, but I did remember the impact I felt when I saw her. Like she ran on stage mm-hmm. and Dustin and I were just like, Who, Who the fuck is, is that? Heck? Yes. She was yes, friend. a flawless performance, but I'm even, I wish I had. Um, Remembered which song it was that I liked? I feel like it might be this one. It's called Selfish. That's actually Cleo Soul. Oh, I was gonna mm-hmm. say, yeah, who I've mentioned before on the show. Shout out, shout out to her. I sent her a rose today on Twitter. I was like, just cause, because <laughs> I just love her, her voice, yeah. and I was really happy to see her on this project. But definitely, check. I wish I remember. Sorry, I'm clicking because I think it was this one too. This one's called Boss. Stop fucking with my heart. called Boss Little Sims Gray Area shout out to Cleo Soul and that's it for me I love it tired as hell right yes it's a great project too you can listen from start to finish I'm gonna check that out I like Little Sims well you know I have to admit I struggle with UK rap Mm. sometimes I don't know what it is But this one was hard. She was on a. Um, <laughs> she did that. Somebody put her like on a remix to like a Gabriel Garzon song or something like that, and she was like Ooh, going off. I haven't listened to him in a minute. <laughs> He's still going strong. We need Lil so Sims and Rico Nasty to hook up. Ooh. Oh, that would be lit. That would be lit. Come on, A and R. Yeah, that's what we need. <laughs> 
All right, Dustin, what about you? What did you have you been listening to? Like? Um, I took it old school. To live and learn. Yeah, I just took, took it old school with <laughs> That's that. Awesome as hell. Um, and the other song I want to play, I like "Be Like Me" by Lil Pump. I like um, "Boy Cry Wolf" by Daddy Dot. That's hot too. Um, of course, "Watch the Drip" by Trina is hot. Yeah. Um, but it's a song by Birdman and Juvenile called "Just Another Gangster" that I've been listening to. Yeah, it's good, right? So that's hot. Um, (laughs) I love that song. I think it's really, really high. (laughs) And that's it. All right. Well, in my little world over here. Oh, actually, you know what? Let me just play you real fast because this has been on my heart. Um, this is the song I because when you as soon as you mentioned Little Sims, I just couldn't stop thinking about the vibe of the song. This the flow assist (laughs) 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 reincarnated. That's the flow assist, ain't it? You said you've been listening to throwbacks. The fact he just said her though, not the group, (laughs) just the flow assist. Look. (laughs) 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 If you say the flow assist, I'm leaving. <laughs> um, I also wanted to give a shout out to the artist August Oway. Imagine. <laughs> <laughs> I want to give a shout out to the artist August Oway. He dropped a project or he dropped a song, excuse I me. I you going to say Alcina. I was like, what? Oh, no, but I'm praying for August Alcina. He is on Going my heart. Going through a lot, yeah. You know, I, I used to love me some August Alcina now. Man, I love this shit. Like, shout out to his heart. I'm like, that, like, Prayer for August Alcina. Um, yeah. Reeling it back. August 08 dropped a project last year called Father, but uh, more recently he dropped a single with Smino called Blood on My Hands. And he's just a really, really dope artist, and I always want to highlight him as much as I can, so I'm going to just play a snippet of this. I like it already. Right? <laughs> it's emo. Right. You know that's why I am. You've been on my mind for a long. Feel like we've been lying for a while. Your body said I go and I can't help when I touch you. Waiting on my soul, bring you down. So yes, 
I like it. This blood on my hands. It makes you want to like do drugs and go to Coachella. <laughs> I was gonna say it's real. <laughs> and make out. And make right. out. <laughs> do yeah. a whole ratchet shit with my friends. Yeah. Um. Also, randomly, I'm just gonna mention this because I was so shocked that my mom sent me something that hey, I already listened to and liked, but my mom sent me something, so this is her listen lately. Oh shit. Uh, it's actually from Ro James. Because my mom, she actually used to put me on to, like, the good stuff. I, well, I feel that. like everybody's family probably put them on to the good stuff back in the day. But, like, growing up, like, the stuff that was, like, still, like, coming out. Because I remember she was, like, in Twister and all that. Like, oh, you know, back in the day, Twister. So, like, listen to this stuff. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> she shouted out Ro James. What? He dropped a song called Excuse Me. Um, last year, but it's still it's fresh to me. He has the kind of sound that our parents were like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think that's what it is. And the kind of look to Poot, so he might have said, "Excuse me." Oh uh, my god! It's excuse. You are so real. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. I love that. It feels like Tina Turner. Yeah, friend. Right? Yes. I love Ro James. I love Ro James. There are still songs in that catalog that I go back and listen to. Oh, for sure. Like, I listen to Pledge Allegiance. Like, I, I still listen to some of the mixtapes. He's I'm one of those artists that I, he needs to be bigger. Like, so much, like, I want him to be bigger. He did a cover of Creep, like, way back in the day. And, like, from then, like, I've been obsessed with him. Like, I remember watching that video and hearing him sing that shit. And Creep is one of them songs that I don't know what it is, but whenever the right people cover it, like, I'm just tied to them for life. Like, Kimberly Nicole, shout out to Kimberly Nicole. I remember hearing her sing Creep. <laughs> and I just love that song and when people do it. Um, I creep around. <laughs> Why you go straight to that? Yeah, yeah. So I was actually talking about a different creep. <laughs> And I realized what happened with y'all, but I, was I know you two was talking. You talking about the art? Was it? I who was it by Nirvana? Radiohead. Radiohead yeah. Oh, <laughs> my bad. It's cool, you know. I take my pajamas look, back, look, friend. Friend, we too. <laughs> we too yeah, had man. a creep before Radiohead had that. Um, lastly, because we were talking about uh, weird shit last week, it made me think about Janelle Monae. And I remember downloading <laughs> for real. <laughs> Cause she look, and this is why. So Janelle Monet's first print whole nigga. And coochie casket <laughs> pants. How your pants look uh, like coochie and the inside of a casket at the same time. When Janelle Monet, we love you, Janelle. Yeah, we love you, Janelle, and them coochie ruffle pants. <laughs> Go ahead. When, I love coochie you, Janelle Monet, so much that I was going back to Metropolis when she was back doing that suite. And uh, on the first song that she dropped, "Violent Stars, Happy Honey," she was saying, "I'm an alien from outer space." So when we was talking about the alien shit last alien week, from outer space, outer space. I'm a cyber girl without a face. Like that used to go the fuck off. So I was falling down that rabbit hole, but that wasn't the song that got me because I would listen to that all over again. And autumn songs are the shit. But I was going through (laughs) and I'll never forget how much I just love me a little Jazzy Jane. So then I fell down the uh, rabbit hole of the Ark Android. Ooh. Friend. I haven't listened to that in a minute.
already. You don't know this song? Of course. Oh, I no, I said I haven't listened to this in a long time. But so I want to hear you sing. If you are not familiar, like that. So mm. the project before that was my shit, like the the whole Metropolis suite. Cause she broke it down in like five parts, but then she started releasing them like as two. <laughs> so then when I got to the Arc Android, I was like, damn, I forgot how much I fucked with this Hell one. Yeah, <laughs> but Bapaya was on there. There's no project she's she put out that Tony. I didn't have. A Tony? She, oh yeah, she's gonna score that. a Broadway play oh, with a Tony. Absolutely, mm-hmm. I can see her being an egot. Oh yeah, completely. I remember back in the, the day, uh, she was supposed. It was supposed to be like a ballet. Like they were gonna do like the uh, the Janelle Monet, like uh, what is it called, Android Ballet or like the the Arc Android. Well, that would have like, been cool. That whole thing was supposed to be like a. Now whole she doing back. the iPhone Ballet. <laughs> now she doing the Pink <laughs> Ballet. <laughs> all right, but that wraps it. Look, we're all busy. You're busy, I'm busy. We busy. (laughs) And it can be easy to put ourselves last on our list. The Shine app is like a daily pep talk in your pocket. Every weekday, Shine sends you a motivational text and audio clip to help you start your day feeling like, I've got this. This isn't live, laugh, love, or any of that. All their advice is research-backed. Shine will help you handle whatever the world throws at you with self-compassion. And research shows increased use of shine can even improve your well-being and decrease anxiety. And when I say decrease anxiety, I mean take the hard line right out the middle of the pant leg. Now, (laughs) shine has always held a special place in my heart ever since I found out about it. Because number one, who doesn't need a little encouragement, right? Mm. We're in a a barrage, an onslaught of negative talk and speech, bad, bad talk. Mm. And so Shine was right on time. Plus, I've always loved that song where they go, I shine, you shine, we shine. So I was down (laughs) with this when I heard about it. So Shine has been right on time for me because sometimes I need to be lifted up where I belong. Download the Shine app today on the App Store or on Google Play, and go to shinetext.com slash friendzone to get 50% off Shine Premium. You'll get access to the entire Shine audio library and enjoy other exclusive features. That's shinetext.com slash friendzone to get 50% off Shine Premium. Shinetext.com slash friendzone. All right, but that wraps it up for the Music Man segment. Dustin Ross, what's going on in the TV land? So please take it away. Two TV shows. This week we're going to talk about We're Housewives of Atlanta and Love and Marriage Huntsville. 
This ain't your aunties, Alabama. First things first, Real Housewives of Atlanta. This week um, was a special week because Nene lost it and went lost ziggity boom it. on everybody yes. in the damn house. I saw the clip. All of it. Yeah, well, you saw it because she really went there. And what I will say is shout out to the producers and editors of this episode because the way that they framed it was really, really cool. Yes. They used all these flashbacks. The um, Yeah, it would say like four and a half hours later. or And then it would cut right back to her dancing and being jovial. So that was really good to see. Um, she went ahead. She started a new YouTube channel called The Life of Nini. <laughs> anyway, okay. and so um, she was in a car. Like a vlog channel? Basically. Cool. And she was in a car talking about um, this incident that happened this Sunday. For those that don't know, she got violent with one of the producers, or maybe two, um, and like ripped his shirt off, pulling him out of her closet. He was going to film inside of her closet. Candy and Portia had asked her to go into her closet. She said, no, I don't go in there or whatever. And they went in there anyway, very playfully, like whatever. And then when the cameraman tried to follow them in, Nene like lost it, like ripped him apart, tore his clothes and went towards Candy what and Portia. What was in there that made her like? Well, I knew immediately. So a couple weeks ago, um, she went to visit Tanya, who's the new friend of the show, um, who's really known for her fashion and like clothing and wearing a lot of and designer clothes. Right. Clothes. <laughs> so when they went to her house, she invited Nini into her closet um, and Nini cut in her confessional cut. She started like taking jabs at Tanya's closet. Like, it's I expected it to be bigger or whatever. Then when they were on the bus in um, Japan, she was telling Tanya, like, well, mine will shut your shit down and uh, all this other stuff. And so then we get to this scene where she's like, don't go in there. So because it's not going to shut her shit down. And well, <laughs> well, what ended up happening was when she did, because I, I watch everything. So when I saw her um, YouTube channel, she was saying that her closet was actually messy. And she which I thought, fine, you're honest, finally, because I already knew I'm like, her closet is fucked up and she's been bragging talking all this shit so she can't you know allow us to see it and then catch her slipping i knew that's what it was because she didn't lose it and check out until the cameraman tried to go back Mm. there but she still attacked candy and portia and portia's pregnant so she was like i'm scared i want to go home like it was just a crazy episode nini hosted a dinner party at her home (laughs) called by wig where everyone had to wear their natural hair and everyone's hair was super pretty and thin and so um, except for <laughs> I'm just playing but you know we gonna laugh because it was funny to see them without the volume that we're used to seeing them have can I just say how funny Marlo was go in the closet yeah. those uh-huh. are your friends no, try something on yeah. <laughs> that's why they Marlo has Marlo really should have had a peach yeah Yeah. and you see Nene really wasn't even like objecting it was when that damn cameraman went in there but what pisses me off about her is so when they do finally show her in the closet so then she goes and does a YouTube video showing her closet okay right beautiful huge closet like everything in cases gorgeous closet but she's such a liar because like then she points out these you know those YSL rhinestone boots that everybody was wearing that scrunched down a little bit Mm -hmm. they're like 10G's so We've seen her before. She wore them on Watch What Happens Live right after Kim Zosiak had worn them on the same show. They asked her about them, and she was like, you know, well, you know, these boots are expensive. Some girls have them. She got them, whatever. I wore them, whatever, right? Fast forward to this episode that she just filmed inside her closet that she just uploaded to YouTube, and she says, ooh, and look at these. These just came in. Can't wait to put them on. 
You had him on at the beginning of the season when you did watch What Happens Live. That's what I mean about Nene. Mm-hmm. Like, stop trying to front like you this quote-unquote fashion girl when you're just not. You're just a woman with a bunch of money that can finally afford to buy, like, nicer things. But Nene doesn't have, like, a sense of style. You know what I mean? And I hate that she judges the other women for that when she really doesn't have it herself. So I found that to be quite interesting. Um, Shamari was oh, laying Lord. the lesbian on thick. She got drunk yes, and was, baby, like, yes. way too touchy-feely with with everybody just doing too much for the cameras. Her whole performance on this show just feels forced. Everything she does feels forced. Eva too, for that matter. Mm-hmm. They don't really naturally gel and flow with these women. And so they're, they're doing their best to show some, I don't know what they think they're doing. They're turning it up for the cameras or whatever, but it looks like that. So it's not interesting because you see right through it and it's like, it's almost cringeworthy. Um, what can I say good about the show? Nini's home is beautiful. When I say beautiful, beautiful. And she has one of the brightest kitchens I've ever seen in my life. Everything's some sort of white stone, tons and tons of daylight. So it's always super bright. Plus they always have the production lights in there. So it's just literally like gleaming white. It's beautiful. Wow. Um, this is all on her YouTube channel? Th- well, no, that was on the show. Oh. Um, her YouTube <laughs> channel was just her talking about the closet incident and then actually going into her closet. Oh. That's on there as well. Um, uh, what else? That's basically it for Housewives this week. It was really nothing else interesting. Um, Love and Marriage Huntsville. Previously on Love and Marriage Huntsville. The season finale finally came on. I tried to watch. You, I bless your heart. You tried. Mm-hmm. Well, who made you cut off, Marceau? Not who letting Tisha work. Off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that'll it was, do it. Yeah. When he, <laughs> what was it? The part I got to, she was talking about. When she got a degree, he was like. Where the other one with the blonde hair Melody, was trying my, to get uh-huh. the crew together again. Uh-huh. And so he was telling his wife and then she was like excited to be a part of it or something. And he was kind of like uh, on some like, I never said you. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then she's talking about her license. Mm-hmm. And he says something about a joke. how you got that for, that fun. for fun. Yeah. yeah. And the way she just walked away. I was like, you know what? I don't need this kind of energy in my life. <laughs> it was stressful just to watch, I right? I literally turned it off right then, and then I was like, I'll just listen to Dustin's recap, yep. and Damn. I cannot participate. I wish you would have made it at least to the end of the episode, because what fucked me up later was when they were all taking a vote, and they were asking her for a vote, and, she, and the husband was like, oh, uh, she don't get a vote? I, I, I could vote. And she's like, I'm her boss. And she was like, he's not my boss. God's my boss. And he, he was like, I'm about to say my Lord in a minute. Like, he just kept trying to do that. And I was like, uh-uh. He don't give a fuck. And it's uh-uh. this sort of, I think what makes it weird is that he tries to make it playful. And it's not. But still but firm. Not. Yeah. <laughs> and that to me it's is disgusting. a little strange. And then she goes and lays a guilt trip on all the other women when they start to talk about that shit. She brings up hurtful things in their past, like Melody and Martell's infidelity. Oh, Or, yikes. you know, Kimmy... You know, she'll start referring Melody to herself. Tell me she got the plan, but like your husband, you know, you left him. That so that's the plan. Like I was like, damn, like she'll start. Time. Yeah, hurt people, hurt people. For real, <laughs> I just can't take it. And then she Yikes. always had them damn kids with her. Like I just can't. No, I could not. You and the kids. That's, for, for real. real. That's some Alabama shit for real. And that's I- some Tisha shit. Every time I know plenty of motherfuckers in Alabama that don't will. Big ass four door, four by four <laughs> strollers in the room every goddamn time you but see them. Hey, you go into a meeting about an <laughs> improvement development <laughs> group and you got kids with this you. Is business. What are you doing? And Tisha just act like she's the first person on the face of the earth to have children and be a mother. 
she act like she is the world's first mother. Like she can't do nothing. I feel like a single because mother because she got kids, and that see she brings that up offending the single to mom. fuck with Kimmy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? When Kimmy starts talking to her about her not getting out the house doing things, so then she brings up a single mom issue, which Kimmy checked her about because Kimmy it does have sensitivities. So funny how people's actions are telling, right? Kimmy, I noticed she was really harsh on like her son. And I noticed that every chance she got to like be wild and have fun, she really wanted to embrace it, but still like maintain some of the dignity. Time and time goes on, the episodes come out and it comes out that she feels like because she dedicated, you know, the 20 years, her son's like a freshman and sophomore in college to raising her son as a single mom. And I know she's a, um, she's a nurse. I want to say a nurse practitioner or something. She's like a master's in nursing. Um, so she definitely pursued her education and worked to care of her son. Now she's marrying someone who's a little younger than her, but who she's been with for seven years. And she keeps talking about how she wants to go have fun. Mm. There's a part of like living outwardly and just making your own choices and having freedom that she never really got. And I think she's a little bit resentful of the fact that Melody maintained that freedom anyway, even as a mom and a wife. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's why she takes certain jabs at Melody from mm. time to time about that. Right. Um, so triggered. I just find all that kind of stuff interesting. But what, mo- what was most interesting about this episode was Melody finally coming to grips with the fact that she cannot get over the fact that her husband committed infidelity on her. She just can't. Melody's with the blonde. With the blonde, Uh, yeah. Okay. She reached the crossroads, like, where she's just like, I cannot deal with this. I can't get past it. We need to separate. Like, she was like, we're working, we're working, but he was kind of um, defensive and combative when they would talk about it. It's just a lot. There was a certain, like, refilling of her that he wasn't doing. And it was driving her crazy. <laughs> and so now she's decided that they need time apart. Of course, we have social media. So I've seen that they're still together. They was actually at the Rock Nation brunch. It's pictures yeah. of her her yeah. with Beyonce. And she was making Beyonce like go, wow. And like, it was really hilarious that they were there. I'm like, oh, of all the couples. Right. That's the one where I said last time that I thought it was Carrie. Boarded the train, kissed all goodbye. <laughs> I was like, oh. She apologized. Cool. That's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that cool. show's been great. I can't wait until season two. And, you know, that's it. One last thing, though. Mm-hmm. I just want to say one thing about Love and Hip Hop New York. It's just one thing. First of all, I think it's cute that Remy named her daughter Reminis Mackenzie Mackey because she's got like Remy Jr. now. Oh, I think that's so cute. cute. Yeah. So shout out to Remy and Papoose and the people that have babies Black community. Now, Can I say it stresses me out a little bit? The hats. No. <laughs> that they call they the have golden child. That they have other kids. The golden child. And they call this baby the golden <laughs> child. You remember what Monique said, don't you? Isn't that really kids. mean? <laughs> Fuck them kids. They grown. That's how they that's how they feel. It's a new baby. She perfect and beautiful. That's I a saw, golden I child. I saw a clip, I don't know what episode of their show. And their own show, not not mm-hmm. loving hip hop. And um 
I think it was his daughter. I'm not sure. Because mm-hmm. they all live together, yeah. so I don't even know whose kids are. His daughter is cute. <laughs> yeah, it might have been his like daughter. DJ and they were, like she, she was rap. like, why are you calling her the golden child? Like, what about us? And yeah. I was like, yeah. And Remy's right. son was like, yeah, what about us? What about us? I also love the way their kids be working together against them. Like, yes. They really Tag are siblings for real. So, you know what no, I'm saying? I love that they're like one amazingly blended family. Yeah. I think that's so cool. But... I do get a little queasy in the belly when she when they refer to that baby as the golden. Well, how child. about on this on Love and Hip Hop New York on the season finale episode when they introduced the baby officially and told her name? They then went all the way out with it. You should have seen a rocking chair. They were sitting in with the baby. There was like a throw over the chair that looked like it was like velvet or, or um, what's it called? Chenille or whatever. Mm. And it had the golden child embroidered <laughs> in it. It was like either black or dark purple. And it said the golden child across in gold. So they are like taking this thing and doing it. But the baby is Lord. beautiful. But here's what My I want to say. You're all special. All of the kids in that <laughs> right? house. There you got the gold and silver and the bronze, but there's a because <laughs> they got three. There's a oh, um, no. <laughs> Joe Button went off on Safari when they were on vacation in Costa Rica because Safari brought Erica Mena on the trip. Never brought her around them. Never told any of them she was there. He saw on social media that she was there because there was like pictures of them, you know, being on vacation. They didn't even know she was there. That's how separated she. They, he, he kept, kept her it. from them because, you know, Erica used to date San Santana, Joe's fiance. Oh, then right. she used to date Rich Dollars, who was also on the trip, oh. you know, and now she dates Safari, Ooh. you know. And so, yeah. So but anyway, you know, that's hers. So, um, that's but hers. Joe Budden like went off on Safari. When I say went off, mm-hmm. like I asked you. What you you was bringing my girls old work, you know what I'm saying? Oh, up in work. here, so I can ask you how to move and shit, and you didn't tell me she was here, and I ought to bury your face in the sand like th- like aggressive trying to fight him, which Joe Budden ain't gonna fight nobody. Can Joe Budden fight? <laughs> Joe Budden don't even work. Anyway, moving on. So <laughs> I just didn't like how he was talking to him about that, and I felt like everybody was being really unfair to Safari, and they know he's not like a fighter like that, so they was like, you know, kind of sunning him a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I hate seeing people do people like that, especially over something that doesn't have anything to do with them anyway. How is he reacting? He would get up and leave, or he would just not engage because his thing was, I don't owe any of them no explanation for what the fuck I do, and he's 100% right. Now, that being said, there's obvious ethical and moral boundaries that you place amongst you and your friends about, you know, dating people they dated or whatever the fuck. So that part I can't really get with, but also, which one of them really dated Erica Mena? You know what I'm saying? Since Santana is now married to Joe, about to have got a baby with Joe, Rich was doing that shit for the show, so and Erica Mena actually are really into each other and actually together and I know it because he's doing things like keeping her separate that wasn't for the show you know what I'm saying that was him that was literally how that went down so I mean I kind of side with Joe Budden though you do? you feel like he should have told him? I mean I don't know I didn't watch I don't know about him like going off on him and embarrassing him but I do think that's cold though you know like Mm. If you if your partner dated my partner, why would you bring them to a place where we're all going to be at? They didn't even know she was. I feel you if you're going to have her. Or at least talk to me about it. If you're going to have her around friends. the group and a part of this shit, he literally found out she was there. Oh, through pictures. Well, then you I get what I'm saying. Like, like he made was, an effort to keep it. 
Yeah, I guess that's completely like were, separated. Like you, we had no idea she was there until Joe said something. Mm. Like I feel like Joe Budden maybe thought that he was like trying to stop it before she popped up out of nowhere, or try to at least you know go off on him beforehand. But it was kind of like mm, nobody cares. You like, need to talk to Sin. Is who you need to talk to, and, and what's going on in your relationship? If you worried like that about Erica Mena coming back, Did Sin care though. She yes, oh, she okay. cares. Sometimes men will care about things and will be Sin like, it's cared. Really not that serious." <laughs> she piggybacked off of his argument and began to say same thing, the same things. Now, Sin did actually make sense though on the side of Safari telling them, and I'm gonna tell you why. Like she said, it's not your trip. You're actually on Juju's trip. You're on a group trip with all of us, so it does become a consideration. Then it's not like this is your trip and you kept her over there, whatever. So I get that part. Oh wait. Juju's trip? Yeah. Which What, like her birthday? It was or? a cash trip. Juju said she had a booking in Costa Rica, so, so she, she invited everybody girls, to come. Okay. But it, yeah, that's not what it was. Right. It was a cash trip. Right. So, you know what I'm saying? But he just didn't have her around him. I didn't like how Joe Budden was speaking to him. I didn't like the way Rich decided to speak to him the next time he saw him, even though Rich was right there and he could have said what he had to say then. The next time he, you know what I'm saying? I just, I didn't like any of that stuff. So I just wanted to say that I didn't like that. Can That's I say, it. Can I say one thing I didn't like? What did you not like? So, you know, I don't have no plans on getting married, right? Oh. When Joe proposed or uh like got down on one knee, uh, you probably I don't know if you've seen this, right? But at his live show, he got down on one knee on the stage to propose to his woman and made her walk up there. <laughs> and it it was so like, why didn't you go down there or have her brought up here and then do this? Cuz it, it just looked it was so corny to me when he's like he's like, "Well, this is the part where now you come up here." And in my mind I'm like, "You're proposing to her. Like she should already be wherever when y'all give you give her the ring." Joe's just tactless and he has no no understanding of like tone when he's speaking about things that are matters of the heart. It was very harsh <laughs> and like brash when he said it. It was typical Joe. You Wait, know what I'm saying? Wait, this is on Love and Hip Hop? Mhm. On Love and Hip Hop, New he York. proposed on the show. Mm-hmm. Oh while shit! He was, while he was doing his uh, podcast, podcast, like a live episode, live, wow, that's crazy. a live show. I think they were at the High Line. I think, and he brought her on stage um, and proposed to her. Wow, proposed her, at, and then she brought her on stage. Well, but that was it for me. I'm sorry. That's it. All right, now Time we get to all the juice. So let's get to the mats. Doesn't tell the story today. Let's do it. All right, you guys. This is a story, and this is episode eight. Thanks, everybody, for listening. The response has been overwhelming, um, and I really have appreciated it. So here's episode eight. Sade, baby, come here. Immediately, Mia's child heard her voice and began to cry. And that fanned Mia's flame of anger even more. After a horrible, nasty fight with Tony, who was the last person she expected to be arguing with, Mia was almost brought to her knees when she saw her daughter, who was supposed to be home with the nanny, in the parking lot of the police station, especially in the arms of a complete stranger. Who the fuck was this woman with her child? Mia ran towards Sade as the tall, attractive woman who held her, stared at her, yet continued to hold on to her daughter. The combination of her anger at Tony, her guilt of being with him in the first place, and the, the, she touched her stomach as she ran and suppressed the thought. 
Give me my child, Mia said, as she literally removed Sade from this strange woman's arms. Who are you? I'm Robin, and I'm so glad you're here, Mia. Robin began to talk fast. I work at the fitness center where the fight happened, so I I came to advocate for Ron, but now there's something else, and they won't let him leave, and and they won't let him leave now, and the nanny came because they couldn't get in touch with you, but then the nanny had to go in, and so Ron asked me to hold the baby because he didn't want her inside, and now he's inside with the nanny, and they stared at each other as Sade continued to cry in Mia's arms. I know that's a lot. I'm I'm sorry. I know that's not helping you. I'm just trying to help, Robin said. What do you mean there's something else, Mia asked. Mm. She didn't want to seem less informed about her own husband than this woman, but she needed answers. Can you please start from the beginning, please? Robin sensed immediately that there was more to Ron not being able to get in touch with his wife but she also knew that Mia needed information as a wife. Robin respected that and gave her a complete rundown of Ron's gym fight, how it was completely out of character for him, and what she'd seen when she arrived at the police station. She gave Mia timelines and names and made sure to convey Ron's innocence. Mia bounced Sade on her hip after Robin's rundown. She was genuinely appreciative and felt the sincerity of the camaraderie Robin created between them. She would never forget this, and it created a trust between the two of them. She thanked Robin and walked towards the police station. Once inside, she passed through two sets of metal detectors and approached the desk. After confirming that her husband was in fact in the back being questioned, Mia proceeded to sit and wait. One hour turned into two which quickly turned into four hours and a sleepy baby. Mm -hmm. Thankfully, the nanny was there and able to take Sade home so that Mia could stay and be there when Juan was released. After another hour, Mia was still waiting and without an update. The police station wasn't exactly a place to lose your cool, but at this point, she was very close to doing just that. She approached the desk and attempted to get an answer about exactly what was going on. Is there any update on my husband, ma'am? I've been waiting for five hours and you guys keep telling. I've been here for 15 minutes and I don't know what happened before I got here, ma'am. The clerk interrupted Mia. I understand that. Do you understand that I don't know what's going on with my husband? I'd like an update and I'm not sure what the issue is, especially since you just got here, Mia said. The clerk paused never took her eyes off the screen, and said, no problem. Then looked up at Mia directly in the eye and said, it'll be a few minutes. Have a seat, and we'll let you know when we have information for you. The clerk then motioned toward the mobile officer patrolling the lobby, who was watching this entire interaction take place, and the officer quickly commanded Mia to take a seat. It took all that she had not to pick that computer monitor up and slam it over the clerk's head. Mia was so frustrated as she walked back toward the sitting area in the lobby. But what she didn't know was that on the other side of that wall, her husband was being asked questions that he never thought he would have to answer. He was speaking on a situation that he had been guaranteed would not become an issue for him by his business partner his secret business partner that Mia didn't even know he had. For three years, Ron had been in business with someone and that had been their business and their business only. Now he was in front of investigators at a police station that he'd been booked in for a simple locker room fight. 
Never did he think that the punches would still be being thrown and landing hours later at a table with the police. We have questions, Mr. Anderson, the investigator said. Questions that we think we want to know an answer to before you go home. And if you're smart, which we're sure of simply based on the questions that we have for you, you'll give us answers. So whenever you're ready to talk, we'll talk. And only then you'll walk. The investigators grilled a visibly shaken Ron Anderson at a metal table under a single hanging light. I need my lawyer. I'm entitled to have counsel present. I know my rights and I'm not talking further until you allow me my call, Ron replied as he'd been replying for the last three hours. You don't need anything except to answer our question, the investigator pressed. How long have you known Tony Clark? What? See you guys next week <laughs> with the next installment of This Is A Story. Thank you so much for listening. As always, we love you so much, and we will catch you guys next week. Stay black and protect your magic. Bye.